What's up, everybody? It's the best show. Hello. What are we doing tonight? Let's have a fun show. What do you wear to a Taylor Swift concert? I wore shorts and a t-shirt. Shorts and a t-shirt. It was all... What are we doing tonight? Let's have a fun show. What do you wear to a Taylor Swift concert? I wore shorts and a t-shirt. And, uh, shorts and a t-shirt. It was all... How are you all tonight? Here on this hot, hot, hot September evening on a Tuesday, 2022. What are we doing, everybody? It's hot out, right? Hot enough for you. Phone number 201-989-0012. That's the number to get in the action and be a part of the best show. We're talking about the topic, which is, as you all know, what are the things that scared you as a kid and maybe still scare you a little bit? 201-989-0012. Let's get those phones ringing and let's start talking to some people and having a good time. And before no, it'll all be over. You go back to your life as you were, right? As you were. We can do it together, though. And we got Lizzie Cooperman coming by. Very excited by that uh, guest in studio. Lizzie Cooperman's going to be in studio. Fun, fun times ahead. Get ready because last time I checked, I said, last time I checked, this is the best show, right? I said, where'd my I said sound go? can't believe I lost my little I said sound. I said. I said. I don't know why I would start a little late. It's a tech problem. Not happy. Might leave. I'll give it a shot. It's the best show. Whoop. It's the best show. Thank you. 
What's up, everybody? Welcome to the best show. The best is back. Three hours of mirth, music, and mayhem brought to you by yours truly, Tom Sharpling. How's everybody doing tonight? We're here on a Tuesday night in September of 2022, and it is hot out, hot, so hot. I don't know what to say how hot it is. How hot is it? It's so hot that uh, B.B. Robozo, uh, I don't know. I can't. No, I don't know. It's just hot. It's so hot that it makes you not want to go outside. I know that maybe isn't as funny as Johnny Carson doing a how hot is it joke, but it's actually not that much less funny than him doing a how hot is it joke. How are y'all doing tonight? Have a nice time. We got a good one for you tonight. Got a great topic and a great guest and surprises. When you got a great topic, that goes up to that point. When you got a great guest and a great topic, it goes boop. And then when you got some surprises in the mix, it goes it's like at the carnival when you blow the balloon up and the clown, uh, you shoot the clown in the mouth at the water and the balloon pops. I am very good at that, by the way. These are the things I'm good at. That game, shooting a clown in the mouth with the water pistol, making the balloon on top of his head pop. Good at the that game. The shooting the clown in the mouth with the water balloon and making the balloon on top of his head pop. Good at that game. Uh, I'm good at uh, at uh, foosball, obviously. Good at foosball. I'm great at air hockey. <gasps> now that we got this air, the studio now, we got to get an air hockey table in here so that I could have a tournament against uh, Nathan Fielder. The long-awaited air hockey tournament can happen live in studio. You think about that. Brett, is Brett Boham around? Or did he run out already? Not sure. I uh, can no, check no, He's quick. here. He's here, Andrew. Don't worry. Okay. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, what would you think about, uh, what, what would it take to get an air hockey table in here uh, uh, for, for an on-air tournament against Nathan Fielder? Uh, okay. All right. Say the word. All right. Well, I'll say the word when it's time. You'll find out. All right. Cool. Keep it. It's not going to be today. You can. You can. 
You're not on call with the air hockey table. I would also worry if you could actually. I'd actually be very impressed and troubled if suddenly Brett was like, you need. If suddenly he produced an air hockey table in like 40 minutes. I'd be like, I think he's mobbed up. Hey, this air hockey table fell off the back of the truck. I can say that because those are my people. The cheap hoodlums and thugs of New Jersey. I am one of them. That is my stock. It's my trying to break the bloodline. Looking at the chat here. Because the first of all, you can listen to the best show now. We got a chat going on right now. We got a chat going on over at uh, uh, go to thebestshow.net and you we're on Twitch, streaming live on Twitch. You can all talk. Everybody can chit chat. Everybody can chit chat. I see the chit chat going on. And I'll say this it's a very nice chit chat. It's a very nice chit chat. Everybody's having a nice time chit chatting. So everybody just enjoy the chit chat. So, Lizzie Cooperman's coming by later. That's gonna be fun. Oh, we just heard. Uh, we just heard. Um, uh, we just heard uh, uh, Lana Del Rey, "Born to Die," title track of uh, her first album from ten years ago. Can you believe ten years? We're ten years deep on LDR. How about that? And all think of all the. The 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 meanness that was thrown her way when people are just like she sucks and she can't sing, and then that uh, that goofball Brian Williams, remember that that clown when he was like, "That's one of the worst performances I've seen on Saturday Night Live." It's like, wait, first of all, what are you talking about? Who the f are you? You know what I mean, Brian Williams. Is that really where I turn for my musical uh, my, my musical guidance? Brian Williams? Can you imagine what's on that dude's uh, what's on that dude's uh, uh, playlist? Whatever playlist he's putting together. He'd probably have that uh, that uh, what would he have? Let's talk about what it's on Brian Williams' eye. Uh, playlist. What would be on I- Brian Williams' iPad? Uh, not iPad. Yeah, his iPad. What would he have when he's like, I like to relax and play some music on my iPad. This is my cutting loose playlist. What would be on that? He probably is like, I rock, like, boogie oogie, dance, dance, boogie oogie. Like, anybody would think it sucked, but he had it on because it's fun. I can't deny that song's fun. But it's like, he, he'd be somebody who pushes like high and low. Like, oh, this is a guilty pleasure. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. 
Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't even know what, what would be on this guy's uh, iPad. Let's check, uh, see what people are saying. I would say he'd have, you know, he'd have like lumineers all over that thing, right? Lumineer, this is like, like he's a reason Mumford and Son are popular. Guys like that. Is it Mumford and Son or Sons? It's Sons. Sons. So when did they have the second kid? I didn't even hear about that. <laughs> God bless. God bless, Mumford. Congratulations on a new addition to the family. Thank you. So uh, T- Tavy gets it. Tavy says Brian Williams is uh, so excited when you two force that album onto everybody's iPhone. Like he was the only person who's just like, oh, goody. A late period U2 album. Can't wait. Jay Giles band. Imagine Dragons. Yeah, I could picture Imagine Dragons being all over that dude's thing. But you know what? Whatever. He sucks. And we all know he sucks. Good rinse to bad trash. That's what I say. That's what I say. This is where you go. Uh, <laughs> this is where you go, Brian Williams. Bring the turlet. Bring the turlet. It's the flush of the week, Brian Williams. New segment, flush of the week. I don't know how I feel about that. I think I'm already going to kill that segment. Let's go to the phones right off the bat. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I've got something to tell you all. First of all, how's everybody doing tonight? You having a good time? You having fun? Well, guess what? Big announcement tonight. And I'm not joking. Big announcement for the best show. You ready? Now, you all know how long I've been doing the best show. Long time. Long time. 2000 was the year. 2000. Not four oh, so that'd be 20,000. God forbid I was doing the show in the year 20,000. I don't think I'm going to make it to the year 20,000, guys. Um. No, I've been doing the show since 2000, long time. Did it on WFMU, took it off WFMU, went independent, kept the show independent, never uh, didn't didn't partner up with nobody uh, after taking the show off FMU. Considered it, talked to people, didn't do it. Doing it alone as a standalone indie uh, thingamajig was the best way to go. But you all know we've been doing the show with Forever Dog at the Forever Dog Studio. 
they've been an amazing, uh, uh, an amazing podcast network that I've been doing double threat with for the last couple of years. Put me on the camera for this. Put me on camera. I want you all to know this is sincere. Right there. I'm looking right at you. And I'm opening this can of delicious bubbly. I want to tell you all today's show is brought to you. No, this is not. Oh. I had to put it in the freezer because my 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 sodas were were warm. And I said, can we put them in the freezer and just let me know so that they don't blow up before the show? And Dudio and Brett Davis, they did it. Team effort. 50 points for both. That's the first time Brett Davis is on the point uh, list. 50 points for you, Brett Davis. So, yeah, I've been doing double threat on Forever Dog for the last couple years with Julie Klausner. An amazingly fun show to do. And also, we'll be doing it live September 28th, the Lodge Room in Los Angeles, October 21st at... The Bell House in New York City. Get your tickets now. It's selling out. They're both going to sell out. It's all going to sell out. Still can't believe there's tickets available. There still are tickets available. Go get your tickets because it's going to sell out. That's neither here nor there. But yes, I've been working with Forever Dog for a couple of years now. They were kind enough to, to before Double Threat, I was, well, first of all, the relationship started like this. Young Brett Davis uh, had a show called uh, The Podcast for Laundry. And it was a, maybe the first episode. And I was a guest on on the first episode. And they said, the podcast network was Forever Dog. And I remember saying, what the F is Forever Dog? What's that? And that was in Brooklyn, in an apartment in Brooklyn. And now I know what Forever Dog is. I know who they are. They were kind enough to uh, allow a studio rental when Best Show would be on the on the West Coast, away from Jersey City. Got to know Brett. Got to know Joe over the last few years. And um, the studio space has been great. The facility is awesome. They've helped with the transition of the show over to Twitch, and they've helped with so much behind-the-scenes stuff. The 24-hour show would not have happened without everybody helping and everybody being a part of this thing together. And they were instrumental in that. Instrumental in that. Now, again, I've never... I never paired Best Show with nobody before. I never did. Nobody was the right fit. I talked to everybody. I'm telling you, I talked to everybody. The only person I didn't talk to was Ace, Adam Carolla. He's literally the only one I didn't talk to about this. So, this version of the best show wouldn't be happening without Forever Dog. And I've talked to them. They've talked to me. And I have come to a decision with them that we're going to partner up officially because it's, it's basically an unofficial partnership. We're like, let's just make it official. So the best show is officially going to join Forever Dog so we can keep doing all this work together, keep growing the show together and do all sorts of new, exciting, thrilling things, go into places the show's never gone before. 
I just want to go for it with the show. I've been waiting for this opportunity for so long, and it's here, and I want to grab it. And I'm going to grab it. And I'm currently grabbing it. Well, that sounds terrible. My hands are here. I'm like, grabbing nothing. It really is a chance to do something special and something exciting. And um, I'm really excited about the chance to just take the best show somewhere it has never been. Because, again, I've been doing the show for 20 years, 20 plus years. It's a long time. You know that. And pandemic show hit this kind of lull where we were limited technologically, geographically, couldn't be in a studio with people. Everything suffered. We did the best we could. And I think we did a great job. Also, I loved doing the show during pandemic. Everybody pulled together, Pat, Mike, Jason, it was a team effort. Martin, everybody made the the thing work, and it was truly impressive. We did the best. A lot of other shows simply would not have been able to pull off a call-in show at that point uh, in time based on circumstances. So, but that was not the ultimate version of the show, and that's what I want to do. And now I'm in a studio that has the facilities to do Things, again, never been able to do. Never had a stage before a performance space. Never had a, stu- a full-on studio. Just didn't have the things we've got here. And and just also, I don't take this lightly. You think I would, this, you know, you all know what the best show means to me. I've dedicated, basically dedicated my life to it with this show. It's been a part of my life for you know, almost half, half my, you know, more, well, almost half my life. I'm not, but long, long time. So I don't make decisions like this lightly. And I made this one because it's the, it's the right decision to move the show forward. So what does this mean for the best show now? What it means to you? It just means the show's going to be great the way it's been the last few months. It means more of that and even better and bigger. We're, we're going for it. That's what it means as a listener. It means the show is going to be the best version of itself. And it means that I will get help with things that we've needed in terms of growing the show that, you know, Jason and Pat and Mike, they're, they're here. They've been working hard, going above and beyond with so many things. But now we'll get a lot more help and support and resources behind the scenes so that we can focus on getting bands in here, getting guests in here, doing crazy things, taking full advantage of having video in here and just taking advantage of all of that stuff and doing bonus content. We got bonus content planned like nobody's business. Um. And then it just means I personally don't have to focus on everything that isn't the show, which that's one of the parts about doing the thing solo is I've had to focus on the business side of things more than the on-air side of things in certain stretches and certain circumstances. That's just reality. And that's how it goes. I'm not even complaining about it, but it is just reality and – um. 
now I can focus on what I want to focus on, which is putting together the best show we can do each week and putting together amazing bonus content uh, for the Patreon. So basically, here's what's going to happen. If you support the Patreon, the show is as free as a bird. Free, free, free. If you listen live, free, free, free. If you listen to the podcast, free, free, free. It's always going to be free. No paywall for the for the best show. No. But if you listen without supporting the Patreon and stuff, the reality is we're going to put a couple ads on the podcast for it just because, again, the money that is coming in for this is going right back into building this facility and building this studio. Nobody's nobody's uh, buying a yacht. We are trying to grow something, and I want to grow it with Forever Dog, with Brett, and with Joe. And then there's one other guy there. I cannot remember his name for the life of me. Ernie? I don't know. Let's just say his name's Ernie. Great guy. Who doesn't love Ernie? So, yes, that's a reality. On the free podcast feed, it'll be free. No, and again, we're not doing paywall, nothing like that. It's all free. But there'll be a, there's going to be a couple ads on that to just cover expenses and try to just be able to get money toward the show that I can put into the show. Yeah, so that's that's the gist of that's that's maybe the only change outside of things getting better here is that if you support the show as is, hundred percent as is, you'll never hear an ad until the till the end of time, the way we have it set up now. You listen live, no ads live. Yeah, so again, we're putting the stuff back into the show. You know, we're going to get more equipment. We want to get more staff and people involved so that we can make the show bigger. We can make the show better. That's what everybody here is focused on, and that's what we talk about all the time, about how can we grow the best show and how can we make it the most fun version of the show because we've been dying to do this. And everybody at Forever Dog feels exactly the same way. They have the same, uh, yeah, they just have the same agenda for what they want to do with their network that I have had with the best show for this whole time. Other places, I'm telling you, you meet with other places and it just didn't feel right. You talk to other places, you realize maybe they're more interested in this than in just putting on great shows and I'm not faulting that people want to grow a business you grow a business but that never fit where the best show would be and now it fits so yeah and then speaking of the Patreon we got some killer bonus stuff coming we got Rubenesque has already begun we're going to record another one of those we're going to do what I'm calling Once a month, once a month, we're going to do this. Ask Tom once a month. 
We've been doing those. Those will be at once a month. We'll be doing Ask Tom. One, we'll do Rubenesque consistently. Couple new announcements. It's going to be a show called The Best Show, The Four Horsemen Edition, which is going to be kind of us doing a version of the show like we were doing it during the pandemic because I really liked doing those shows. I liked when it was me and Pat and Mike and Jason and we're just talking and goofing around and taking calls and that stuff. The lower key version of things will be on the Patreon. Do that. Another biggie thing uh, exciting coming is a show called S and W Q and a is what I'm calling it. And that's going to be me. It's going to be John Worcester. And we're going to talk. We're going to talk me and John talking, having fun, favorite person on earth to talk to. Cannot wait. We'll do that once a month. Ask Tom will be once a month. We got other stuff going up. You know, the aforementioned Brett Davis is going to do something uh, on the, Patreon. We got other uh things being discussed. Stuff right around. So yeah, so there's gonna be a lot of good content going up on the Patreon. So it's worth supporting the best show Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the best show. And again, having this partnership with Forever Dog is gonna help just let me focus on the show part of the best show. And the best shows on Forever Dog. There's going to be more exciting Forever Dog announcements right around the corner. Not going to say what else is going on, but Forever Dog is about to get seriously exciting. Uh, We're the best podcast. They're the best. uh, Well, Gas Digital is the best uh, network. They're second best. Got to give him something to uh, strive for. Got the Hawk. That's right. The Hawk. We're going to do a 108.9. The Hawk will be on the Patreon also with some bonus uh, stuff only there. It's a great partnership. It's only going to get better. And you all know how seriously I take the best show. None of this is uh, taken lightly. I have thought about this long and hard, and it is the right way to do the show going forward. Cannot wait. Thank you, everybody. And we'll be back next week. No, actually, we here's the actual show. I feel like I did a whole show. So, yeah, we'll do all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, Yeah, you can take me off the feed. Thank you. Yeah, no, we're just going to do a whole bunch of stuff. It's going to be fun. I really just, this is a chance to have fun. The way the show's been for the last few months, I have felt just like, man, this this is how I want the best show to be. Why don't we go to the phones and see a what's a what? How about that? Oh, I love this. Oh, 
Oh, what a great suggestion. Andrew Hunter on TV. You talking OCs to me. Oh, my God. What a great idea. Because I got to say one thing. I'm not going to name names. Does anybody have worse taste in music than podcast, uh, comedy podcast people? Does anybody have worse taste? They don't. Bad. Bad, bad, bad. And I saw the OCs a couple weeks ago. Man, that is a band that is just... Um, that's like, they're like life affirming. They, they just make, make me believe in, in good things that good things are possible. Yeah. I'll do an OCs show tribute to the OCs. Wonder if we'll ever get the OCs in studio. Oh my God. Wonder if I'll ever get Lana Del Rey on the show. That's who I want to get. Lana Del Rey. Feet don't fail me now. How can we get Lana Del Rey? Who knows Lana Del Rey out there? Somebody must know Lana Del Rey. I cannot. I would not know what to do. I would faint. If Lana Del Rey came on, I'd faint. I'd, I'd freaking faint. Frickin' faint. Can you imagine? What would I do? All right, let's get let's go to the hot phones. Hot phones. Hot phones. Hello, best show. Hi, Tom. Um, I don't know if you remember me, but my name is Skyler, and I came by the studio out there when you were. Fielding an endless tsunami of calls from third string podcasters and puppeteers during your 24 hour show. Skylar, yeah, of course I remember you, Skylar. Oh. Yeah, you were in studio. You're you're a, 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 a smart a smart young fella. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, as you'll recall, that that. It kind of ended on a bad note with me accusing you of stealing my phone. I do remember you accused me of stealing your phone and you wouldn't let it drop. Yeah. Yeah. And then I stormed out and well, you know, my, my dad was very upset with me for accusing you and, and believe me, I have the bruised haunches to show just how heinous his wrath was. Yeah, I I haven't been able to do power squats in, in four weeks. Yeah, I'm a child bodybuilder. <laughs> a child? You really? So you really, you're in the gym going for it? Always, yeah. Oh, my God, all the all the shakes and supplements. Oh, really tearing apart my stomach lining. Because you, you're drinking all these, you're so you're really dedicated to the nutrition side of this. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta get shredded. You gotta get, you got, you do gotta. I do gotta, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, anyway, um, my my dad said if I want to be a real journalist, like. 
Ashley Parker and Phil Rucker and Joe Rogan. Um, I need to, to call you back and to apologize and request a, a proper interview with appropriate questions and not the kind of gotchas that sleeve merchants like Wolf Blitzer or Gerard Cosloy throw out on a regular basis. I never thought I would hear Wolf Blitzer and Gerard Cosley lumped together. Right? You live long enough, you, I guess you hear it all. And you'll realize Every that, Skylar, you're a young, you're a, you're a young, uh, young fella. You'll realize you're already talking like a wizened old saying that if you live long enough, <laughs> well, you're a child. I think I read that like on a, on a trading card or something. I uh, don't know. Yeah. Look, you get your wisdom wherever you get your wisdom from, Skylar. Um, so, would you be up for a short interview for my school paper? We can do it real quick. Okay, so this is the formal, this is you making a formal, respectful request. Yes. Okay, I like this. I like it. Yes, I would. Skylar, yes, I would like... Aww. I'd like to participate Yay. in an interview. Yay. Okay. Um, well, nobody's really doing a, a show like yours. And, and I was wondering how you would describe the format of the best show. Well, that's an interesting question, Skylar. Um, I would say the uh, format of the show is kind of an open, uh, it's an open, it's an open show that has different elements that that occur, whether it's call-ins or or um, guests coming by the studio or now musical acts, and we put different topics on the table. It's kind of an open platform for the listeners to participate in the show as well as to just listen and enjoy uh, the content and the discussion. That is so cool. Oh, man. Oh, thank um, you. you. You've had so many great guests over the years, including TV's Sanjaya and Beastie Ulrey, and I was wondering who your favorite guest was. You really pulled out a couple, uh, couple there from the wings. The biggest name? The, the biggest name Sanjaya was not ex exactly one of the biggest names, but um, and who's the other one you said, Beastie from yes, yeah, from um, Soul uh, Cracker <laughs> from, from Bands on the Run, yeah, yes, yeah, um, yeah. And what was the question? Uh, you blew my mind so much by bringing those up, I didn't even hear the question. Um, I was wondering who your favorite guest. Oh, um, oh, I always like when, um, I, you know, I, I like when Kurt Vile checks in or, uh, Kevin Corrigan is a good fun guest to have on. Um, Martha Kelly. Those are a few off the top of my head. Okay. That's cool. You know, you, you actually just answered 
my next question, when you said Lana Del Rey, that was my question, was who's the one guest you'd really like to have? Is, is there a second place one? A second place guest, I would say. Um, yeah, maybe somebody like, um, maybe somebody like Steve Coogan or somebody like that. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, all right. Um, can you describe the feeling that you have after a typical best show? What does it feel like? Uh, I feel a real sense of accomplishment, and I, I kind of run back through my mind what what went well and what I could have done better and how we can make improvements for the next week and what we could do more of for the next week. I, I kind of take inventory, but it's a, it's a good feeling overall. Yeah. These are really good That's questions. So Scott. Cool. Oh, thanks. Um, okay. Um, in two hours, the daily beast is dropping an exhaustively researched lid blower stating that the real reason you've already been cut out of Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania is because you're one of Dr. Oz's biggest secret donors funneling hundreds of thousands of dollars of your Thaddeus Y. Sharpling candy cigarette inheritance in the Oz's Pennsylvania Senate campaign. Do you care to respond? <laughs> That's the longest question I've ever heard. Well, first of all, that's entirely not true. I am not a supporter of Dr. Oz financially or otherwise. That's just okay. that's just false. Well, huh, well huh, how do you explain the Oz campaign video that just went live that shows you green and dressed in tatters as the Incredible Hulk? throwing a life-size Josh Fetterman doll out of a window and then turning to the camera and grunting, him drug addict, him bad for Pennsylvania, Dr. Oz who hoped command you to vote for. Do you care to respond to that? Well, that was a very strange uh, and actually pretty accurate Hulk impression there. That's not... I, that... That is not me in the thing. I, I that I did not. I do not support Doctor Oz. Oh no! What? Oh no! Um, pl please don't be mad. Oh man! I what? Can, I can already feel my my haunch my haunches singing. Oh man! Um, listen, I I I did my research, but it turns out when I just watched it again, um. I, I guess I jumped to conclusions based solely on appearances. And I, I understandably assumed that that was you playing the Hulk because your skin is green. And also you have that weird thick power pop haircut that the Hulk sports. Oh, that Skylar, that's. First of all, it is kind of interesting when when you think about it. He does look like a shipwreck victim who only listened to the Paul Collins beat. Look, but whether I could picture the Hulk at a power pop festival is beside the point, because I could. First okay. of all, right? No, I could picture. I could picture. Could I picture the Hulk bothering, like like doing a. 
it's funny because he's in the Marvel universe, but I'm picturing the Hulk becoming a Punisher, which is another character from the Marvel universe. Not he would be a Punisher, not the Punisher. Right, right. He'd he'd have like a whole stack of of. uh, Single, single Jordan design. Yeah. Like from all areas of his career. Exactly. But again, and this one, and don't personalize it. And this one, and don't personalize it. And this one, and he's like, you sure you don't want me to write to Hulk? Oh, no. Yeah, don't, no, no, please don't personalize it. I could picture, I could picture the Hulk trapping Peter Case against a wall, asking him nonstop questions about when they recorded a uh, million miles away and how they got that, how they got that sound, the guitar sound. Yeah. I can't get that sound out of my teardrop guitar. Yeah. It's very chimey. Like I can picture the Hulk would be just like, how, how you get, how you get chiming guitar, not from Rickenbacker. Yeah. Not 12 string. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. So, but that's not me, um, Skylar. That was not me, and it's it's um, kind of irresponsible um, to say it was me. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I blogged about it earlier. Um. Hey. So before I go face Daddy's haunts, Justice. Um. I did want to chime in on the topic. Yeah. The topic um, being the things that yeah, scare you. Yeah. Is? Well, you know, I'm still a kid, so maybe this will be somewhat illuminating to your listenership, uh, you know, a, a, a child's perspective. And, you know, first I want to say I, I am pretty fearless. I mean, you're, you're talking to a kid who hitchhiked from Newbridge to Cincinnati when he was nine and ran crap games on Muffler Road for the Colonelinos until Officer Harris II shut me down the other day. Mm-hmm. So you are a, t- a tough little fella. Uh, yeah, I don't scare easily, but the, the one thing that does paralyze me with fear so bad I can't even be in the same room with them. Yeah. My dad's wacky packages. Your dad's wacky packages. Oh my God, they're they're like horror movies that you stick on your duotang folder, each more disturbing than the last. Yeah, wacky packages can be a little creepy. Like, like what, 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 what spooks you out about them, Skylar? Well, off the top, off the top of my head, um, all brain cereal, um, Alpu dog food, old spit cologne, uh, ballpoint franks, uh, Bloodweiser beer, creep toothpaste, uh, maggoty and the doll, creepy cream donuts. Uh, hostage cupcakes, uh, milk deads, rice creepies, <laughs> Saturday evening ghosts, um, and especially pop farts. Well, yeah, those are those are all pretty horrifying. I can see why you'd be upset by all of them. Yeah, they're so scary. Uh, oh no, again. Oh what? no. Squared. What is it, Skylar? What's wrong? Oh. What? Well, I guess what they say. I guess what they say about the best show being the favorite podcast of America's most easily annoyed fathers is true. Uh, my dad must have been listening, and oh no, I guess, Tom, I can hear it. I hear father coming down the hall with his haunch popper. 
now look, I uh, look. I don't like the fact that your dad gives you a little bit of a a haunch uh, treatment. That's not cool, but. No, but Tom, honestly. Yeah. Eight times out of ten, I wrestled the papa from him, and it's father who ends up in tears. That's what I thought, because you're a, you're a, right? you're a, I I, I Skylar. I knew there had to be something else here because it would have been <laughs> just sad if that's how it actually if it was just yeah. a one way street. It's, it's, and do you ever start with him? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like I do the thing, you know. I do what's on. Like what's all on your shirt there on your chin and he looks down. Uh-huh. And you get yeah. Oh, hundred times every time he never remembers it. It's so funny. Yeah, and you're you're so you're knocking your old dad around. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well He loves it. He loves he it. Hates it. He hate right? He does hate it, doesn't he? Oh yeah, he wants to kill me. But uh <laughs> I got the popper now. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later, Tom. Hope you have a good night. Well, okay, Skylar. Thanks for calling. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, all right, I'm gonna get popping. Go get popping. That just sounded painful. Ah, cute kid. Cute kid. Gotta love it. Gotta love the kids, huh? How we doing? Everybody doing all right? Oh my God. What the hell is that? The images that pop up on this thing. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Let's take a couple calls. Let's go to the, let's do some phone action, huh? Let's go to the hot phones. We got hot phones going right now. Best show. Hello. Hey, Tom. Hey, to whom am I uh, speaking? Macro in Seattle. How are you, Macro? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Welcome to the show. How how's it going tonight? It's going well. Um, It's not as hot up here as it probably is in L.A., so I'm thankful for that. Yeah, it never is though. It's it's kind of cooler up there in Seattle. Yeah, weather-wise, definitely. So, <laughs> not uh, not in terms of hipness, is what you're saying. Uh, for a few years, but yeah, not not as uh, LA is going to always going to be one of the most hip places. Yeah, it pretty much is, and it's because of people like me. Um, so to what do I owe the pleasure yeah, of this totally. call? Um, I just have a couple of quick ones for the topic. The things that scared you as a kid, and you'll be honest with me, Macro, won't you? If they still scare you, you'll tell me the truth. Oh, I'll just say it right now. They still scare me, although not as much, but they okay. they, they still do. And, right. and I chose two things that are completely ridiculous that they even scared me as a kid. So. Well, let's hear them. They're both from a, from game shows. You may you may be able to guess what they both. You're are. scared of the whammy. No, no, not the whammy. From game shows, give me a hint. One's mainly from the seventies. The others from like the early eighties, early you, to mid eighties. You're scared of you're scared of Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> no, no, no. 
All right. What are you scared? Tell me. I'll never guess. I'll never guess. Uh, the the first was the devil from the Joker's Wild. Oh, yeah, it spooked me out too. Macro, that spooked me out too. I never, I never put words to it, but yes, absolutely. Terrifying. It's weird because it's just a game show. It's just a thing that says, "Hey, you're not going to win the prize." But something about the devil—I mean, the devil was really creepy. It's just the arched eyebrows and that that look of dead dread. It was just really horrifying. Awful. The devil from Joker's Wild. Don't like it. What else? The second one is is, is far less defensible. Um, uh, the dragon from Tic Tac Doe. The dragon from Tic Tac Doe. Now this I don't remember. Did you have an Atari Twenty Six Hundred as a kid? Did I have an Atari Twenty Six Hundred as a child? Of course I did. Imagine someone trying to create a scary dragon in that console, and that's basically what it was. You're talking about adventure. No, uh, adventure. That that thing was a duck. I mean, we even as kids, we all thought the dragon there was a duck. It it was. But you look. Well, I'm just going to say this. You said to me, "Imagine a dragon. Imagine dragons." No, I don't want. Not gonna, <laughs> not gonna imagine dragons. The band. But you said, "Imagine if there was a dragon." Well, I see. That's the worst phrasing ever. You would literally ask me to imagine a dragon, and every time I say "imagine," all I think about is that awful band. What's one of their songs even sound like? Here's what I want to ask. Hey, Dudio, Jason Dudio Gore, later in the show, can you do me this favor? I I couldn't tell you what Imagine Dragons sound like. Don't don't tip don't tip it. Okay. Would you be willing for the third hour of the show to pull an Imagine Dragon song? Uh huh. And then a song by like four other equivalent <laughs> bands. And oh, God, see if yeah. I see if I can tell if you can guess which one is Imagine Dragons. You could yeah, see if I can guess which one is Imagine Dragons. Or what if you pulled five songs okay. and you say, You know these five names, here are these five songs, say which one is which. Okay. Can you do can we do that later? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'll I'll go. start pulling right now. Amazing. See, this is Jason, 600 points. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. 600. Hey, Mike. Mike. Okay. I was going to give Mike some points, too. I'm looking at this dragon right now. Yeah, it's a pretty creepy dragon. Hey, Tom. It looks like, hey, Mike, uh, you get 550 points. <laughs> Sorry. Um, in the wrong button. And we're going to talk to you in a minute. We're going to talk to you in a little bit. Can't wait. Mike's got a special surprise for everybody. Um, no, this tic-tac-toe dragon looks like Pete's dragon. But this is how this creepy stuff works. When it doesn't creep you out, 
You look at it and you go, oh, what's wrong with this person? They find that thing creepy? Yeah, you're a little weird, huh? But then when it's your thing, you're like, no, of course it makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? Is that how you feel, uh, Macro? Yeah, it's it's like the devil. I, I've talked to other people who said, yeah, the the devil was kind of creepy looking. So the dragon, yeah, not so much. Sense. The dragon, not so much. No, you, you you'd admit that. Yeah, that that this is that's so far that's my only battle. I'm the only person I know who's scared of the dragon from Tic Tac Bill. Okay. Are you scared of Pete's dragon also? No, I don't remember Pete's dragon though. But uh, if I would, if I was scared of it, I probably would have remembered. But no. Well, check it out. Great movie. Great movie. Great dragon. Okay. All right, my friend. I, w- I thank you for the call, and I wish you nothing but the best for the rest of your life. Bye-bye. Take one more call, then we'll bring our guest in. One more call, then our guest come in. Best show, hello. Hey, Tom, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Simon from Ontario. Oh. Simon from Ontario. My nemesis. My Newman. Oh, don't do that to me. And also, I know everybody's talking about speaking of Newman. Jerry Seinfeld released something today. I don't even know what the context for this is. It's him modeling these clothes or something. What are they doing? A 21 Jump Street reboot or something? What is, did you see the clothes I'm talking about? No, I didn't. It's I'm looking him up. He's modeling some clothes, and he looks like an insane person. I like this, and there's these editorials here. Jerry Seinfeld's modeling photos for Kith are weirdly hot. No, they're not. Does Jerry Seinfeld look hot in Kith? No, he doesn't. He looks like a cop trying to go undercover at a high school. Yeah, almost as if it was 21 Jump Street, like I just said a minute ago. Yeah. I haven't seen 21 Jump Street, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You never saw 21 Jump Street. No, I never did. You got time. You got all the time in the world to call me and and harass me because I don't like your your godforsaken pizza. Actually, I was calling this week to apologize why is that? Well, because you had last some bad time I pizza. called you. Because you had pizza from a good place, and now you know what has been wrong the whole time? Well, there's that. But uh, last time I called, you called me a crab apple. And I, uh, I started thinking about it. And I, uh, I realized that you're probably right. I am a bit of a, a crab apple, and I just want to be a regular apple. So uh, okay. I'm making a point to turn my life around. I like that. I like that. You're look. You're trying to look forward. I like that. You're trying to turn over a new leaf, as it were. Yeah, I'm going to uh, CAA meetings now. What's that? Crab Apples Anonymous. Well, that's not a real thing. I know and well, did you. I know and did you. Uh, I, I mean, seriously. Yeah. These Seinfeld photos. People are like. Check the check out his wardrobe and these things. 
He looks so dopey. I don't know, look, I'm not going to run it into the ground. Guy just looks like a, a. He really does like. He looks almost like one of those, like a dress up paper doll or something. Where you, you know, you just put the different outfits on it. And his Mets hat. What's up with that? Oh my God. He's the most Met. He's the most Mets fan there is. He might as well be. Uh, he might as well be the logo for the Mets. Is Jerry Seinfeld. He's the ultimate typical Mets fan. And look, I ain't no Mets fan, and I ain't no Yankees fan. I ain't no baseball fan. Baseball sucks. Everybody knows it. Simon, do you know what the person who uh, didn't drink at the baseball game said? No, what did he say? He said, oh, my God, this is boring. Or something to that effect. No, baseball's not good. But Jerry Seinfeld dressed like this. It's like a weird, it's like he's a weird paper doll. Like he tried different outfits on him. I don't like it. Stop laughing. It's not funny. Well, this is the funniest thing he's done in about 20 years. Put these dumb outfits on. Finally, he's back to doing comedy. And he's making this Pop-Tarts movie. No joke. Jerry Seinfeld's making a movie on Pop-Tarts. Well, it's great to see as, as he ages that he realizes that uh, at some point you need to get honest and and reveal more of your, uh, your true self. You know what I mean? By making a Pop-Tart movie. Whatever. Like sentient Pop-Tarts? I don't know what it's about. No, it's about the history of the Pop-Tart. Oh. The history of the Pop-Tart. Finally, Jerry Seinfeld brings you the history of the Pop-Tart. Two for the Jerry Seinfeld Pop-Tart movie? What, it sold out? Oh, I knew I should have bought tickets online. Is there any for the next show? That sold out as well? Sir, we're scheduling a 2 a.m. showing. We, the demand has been so overwhelming, we will be screening the Jerry Seinfeld Origin of Pop-Tarts movie on a continuous loop on all screens at our multiplex. 18 screens all showing the Pop-Tart movie. So what can I do for you, Chief? Oh, I got a couple for the topic. Let's hear them. Well, um, you know those, uh, I, I don't know what to call them, the toilet bowl water slides they have at water parks? The big hole in the middle that you drop five feet down into a pool of water? I have literally no idea what you're talking about. No? Am I going insane? It's like a big water slide. You spin around, you drop down. Oh, whatever. You sure this isn't some old-timey thing of the rides that they couldn't legally do anymore? Well, you guys at Action Park, you had to have had one there, right? No, we didn't have a toilet New Jersey bowl. Action Park? There was no water bowl, toilet bowl water slide at Action Park. Oh. What do you mean a toilet bowl water slide? Just, I don't know what to call it. They were always called like the Royal Flush or something. The Royal Flush. Strange. Please believe me. Strange. You're getting strange, buddy. It's strange oh, up there. Not... Canada's getting strange. Must be something in the water. Yeah. 
Must be something in the pizza. Toilet bowl water slide. What else? What else freaked you out? Uh, when I was like four, one of my earliest memories is seeing the Chicago Bulls logo, and that scared me like crazy. Mm, you're scared of Benny the Bull, eh? Is that his name? It is his name. Oh my god! What were you scared about? Like, he seemed aggressive. No, it was just the image of him. It wasn't even like the mascot. It was just the image. I saw it on like TSN or something, and it freaked me out. It, be, it's just a menacing thing. I'd be much more scared of uh, the the guy in the mascot costume or lady. I'd be more worried about them. I guess they could do some damage if you're in the same room. Yeah, because also in a mascot costume... Who knows what kind of weird thing you could keep in there? You know what I mean? I could keep, you could keep tasers in there. You know, a zip gun. I don't know what you got going on inside that costume of yours. You got a little too much room in have, there. Little too much room. You could have a whole pharmacy. You might run into the mascot around the back end after the game, and he's like, hey, you want some, some sticky icky? I don't care if somebody's selling drugs out of their mascot costume. What would I care about that? All right. All right. I take, take it easy there. I take, what are you, Ted Cruz? Are you Law and Order? What, was this an episode of Dragnet all of a sudden? Get off my phone. Toilet bowl water slide. Unbelievable. I'm being told our guest is here, and I would like, uh, it would be a fun, fun thing to meet our guest. I'm going to play a record, and then we will be back with our, I'm going to play a record. I'll play a record. Play a record. Hold on. See, this is the kind of stuff. This is why we got, this is why we got to upgrade. This is why I got to upgrade. This is why I got to upgrade. This is why I joined Forever Dog. You know I'm teasing you, Jason. If I don't say I'm teasing him, I'll get uh, both barrels on that. Both barrels. No, I love everybody. Great guy. Great guy. Wouldn't be doing the best show without him. Without Jason, there'd be no best show. It's a champ. Total champ. Who else is a champ? The OCs. Oh, oh. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, there it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the best show here on a very hot Tuesday night in September of 2022. And I say these things, I earmark the shows now. Why? I don't know. Why do I do that? I don't know why I do it, but I do it. That was just the OCs from the amazing Floating Coffin album. I come from the mountain and they do that live still. And it's so much fun. And yeah, can't go wrong with the OCs castle face castle face records. The best speaking of the best. Nice. Do the segue <laughs> like that. We have perhaps the best. I'm going to say you are the best. Tom, you're the best. 
We have Lizzie Cooperman's in the studio right now. So exciting. How are you? Tom, it is nothing short of an honor to be here. I'm thrilled. You're thrilled. I woke up today. I was like, it's happening. Oh, my God. I woke up in the uh-huh. scorching hot 140 yeah. degree. 140 It is 140 degrees. degrees. I'm like, it was I was like, are you sure? <laughs> you might want to really check your. Uh, I'm like, I live in an oven. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Or just shut your oven off. Right, like, right, it's right. so hot in here. <laughs> so you woke up. I woke up. I knew I had a full day ahead of me, uh-huh, okay. and this was the lighthouse. Okay. Wow. That's this is so it. Sweet. This is it. It's so exciting to have you here. We Thank have so many you. people in common, but now you're here, and they don't matter right now. No. All these other people. Yeah. Who needs them, right? Who needs them? No. Also, I'm supposed to do this, I'm being told. And this, you know what we need, Jason, at some point? Uh, we need to get a famous person in the studio. No. Do you want me to do it live? No, I'm okay. Okay. I'm like, who? Famous? <laughs> Here we go. Famous person on the line. Famous person on the line. Here we go! Here we go! That's right. We have a famous person on the line in the studio. The comedian. The podcaster. The writer. Tom. The, the poet, oh, my the God. Poet, the poet. The poet. Right. The... Ah, are you on my website? Right? Mystic? No, I'm not. Look, I'm not on your website. You oh my god! Say. Wait, I'm so impressed. You're a mystic. This right? is this is truly the best intro I've ever right? received. You're yes. a mystic. You'd, would you call yourself a mystic? I at this juncture, I would consider myself a mystic. Okay. I was discovered by a mystic. Okay, is how it all began. I was discovered on the street by a Jewish mystic named Baba Shalom. Okay, when I lived in New York, he teetered okay. down the street uh-huh. like a vulture in a bathrobe, and he okay. was like, "You have a gift." Really? And how 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 <laughs> uh, how long ago was this? This was oh God. I would say two thousand four. And this this mystic just came up to you unprovoked. Right. Yes. He did say, you're going to be a writer, which I later uh-huh. realized when I got home. I was writing in my journal at the uh-huh. time. I was doing my, my morning pages. Okay. Um, Julia Cameron, if you're watching, I'm still doing them. You're still doing the morning pages? Yes. Because you have millions of pages right? of notebooks <laughs> and things. You're an obsessive. I am. Are you like that? I do. You know what I'll do? Because you, just to say, you journal and write and mm. you have notebooks for most of your life. You've been just like saving your notebooks and stockpiling all this, everything you write. Right. And you just have, how many notebooks do you have? I think I have 500 journals. 500 journals. And they're mm-hmm. full or do you just start one and then start another one and start another one? Or do you fill oh. them all up? You know what <laughs> no, I mean? No, I fill them up. I do wow. three pages, front, back, front, front, back, front. Yeah. Every day, every single day. I wow. did it this morning. It clears. It clears. I always think about boiling milk. It's like the skin. Uh huh. You know the skin on milk. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know what I think. If sometimes I like, like I like the skin on pudding. Okay, right. Yes, right? pudding does have a skin. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Oh I'm, my god. I'm probably five percent pudding <laughs> skin at this point for my life. No, so you, so you. You just right. journal and you pour everything out of your head. Right. It just goes right onto the page. It starts out, it's usually starts out negative. Okay. And by the end, it's an, an upswing. I, okay. I st- I'm able to start the day in a more positive place. Okay. And yeah, it's just kind of getting it out, mm-hmm. 
And every morning, too, I realize I'll be checking my phone. And I'm like, I don't want this. I turn off my phone and I throw it at my sofa. You literally throw your phone. I Does throw it ever it. bounce back and hit the floor? <laughs> and then you're like, oh, no. That's what happens to me where I'll just throw my phone. I'm throwing it on the bed and then I throw it and it bounces and then right. <laughs> lands on the floor. I have a cracked screen currently. Yeah, I have a cracked case. Mm. The case is falling apart. Mm. You'd think that Kate Spade... <laughs> Would make these better. Can't hold right. on. I just want to say. I'm going to. This is a Tom. thumbs down to Kate Spade's cell phone case. Look at this rickety thing falling apart. Tom. Look at this thing. This thing is not new. That's I mean, gorgeous. It's not old. Was that a gift? Uh, it was a, uh, a gift that the Target Corporation made available to me for purchase. Oh. Um, thumbs exciting. down on Target. Thumbs down oh. on Kate Spade's case. I have to say thumbs up to Target. And you know what I love about Target? What's that? I actually oftentimes, pre-pandemic, would do my morning pages in the Starbucks in inside the Target. the Target. Okay. Yeah. All right. They've got great chargers. They have a charging kind of tower. Sure, I've seen yeah. the charging yeah. tower. <laughs> I I am going to say thumbs down because of this case. Like oh, this okay, case okay. Cannot. Well, you know, we'll say right. it's a, they're tied right now. It's a wash. It's a wash. One thumbs up, one thumbs down. Right. You're at zero, Target. It's up to you. Right. Target can now earn it back. It's in your court. The right. ball's in your court, Target. Target. Yeah. So every day. And are there days when your writing is just kind of mm. just like, well, that was a whole lot of nothing. I once had a boyfriend say, I read, I'm read. i going to confess, I read your journal. He uh -huh. goes, and I couldn't read your writing. It was okay. so sloppy because mm -hmm. I do it quickly. I try sure. not to think too much. But mm -hmm. a lot of times I go, I'm writing and I'm completely disconnected and not even realizing uh -huh, it. Uh -huh. And then I go, slow down. This is your time. Yeah. You take your time. This what's the your, rush? Yeah. What's the rush? They're going to throw you out of the Starbucks and the Target. Right. <laughs> right? Maybe at some point. No. You're not clogging up a table that long. Right. You ever see these old timers at McDonald's with their coffee cups and they go and they sit and they nurse that one cup of coffee? Yeah. For three. They got the USA Today. They got the cup of coffee and they're sitting there riding that table out at McDonald's like, like nobody's business. I, I kind of love that. I do too. I kind of feel like it's I'm as much as I goof around about it, it is my destiny. <laughs> which I think is why I'm making fun of it so much is at some point I'll just be like right. I'll like realize I'll be like, "Huh. Mm. I guess I'm there now. I'm that right. thing I was making fun of that whole time. Oh my God. I became." Like the first day I go like right. <laughs> I think I'm just going to go to McDonald's for half the day. Right. And buy one cup of coffee. Stare out at the play place. Just reminisce. stare out at the ball pit. If they ever open the ball pit back up. Tom, do you know what I did recently for my birthday? And What if I said yes? Uh <laughs> and I knew exactly what you did. And I was like, uh, you're not the only uh mystic around here. Oh, my God. Well, I actually did talk about it on my podcast okay. where they vote what I do every week. Yes. And... I had one episode called Birthday Freegan or Moonlight Vegan, which was should I on my birthday, which was August 19th, try to get everything free I can, just like milk the corporate mm -hmm. benefits, yeah. consumerism. Yeah. Or should I become a vegan every day at, mm -hmm. uh, at sundown? Okay. And they voted Birthday Freegan. And first thing in the morning, I went to Denny's and I got the free Grand Slam breakfast. Right. Yes. So you got the free breakfast that when you prove it's your birthday. You prove it's your birthday. 
If you're listening, I caution you to sign up on the website beforehand. Because they don't give it out? Would you just flash They'll reprimand you. They'll reprimand you. I guess they don't want it because they don't want you bouncing from Denny's to Denny's all day long. It's like, really? If on my birthday, if I'm bouncing from Denny's to Denny's all day long, is this really the long con you're going to get me on? Right, that right. I, you got to realize I'm going from Denny's to Denny's. I ate five grand slams today. It'd be just like, well, that's on you. Right. That's right. not anything to brag about or be proud of. Right. Now, so you got a slam. So you ate that. You ate a, a Denny's Grand Slam. I ate a Denny's Grand Slam. So what else did you They had me it? swap out, actually. The guy goes, just to let you know, you can swap out pancakes for french toast he goes but you will get but one slice one slice of french toast one slice of french toast Mm -hmm. i did the swap okay i went no syrup yeah this is like the 40th time i've told this story i'm so excited no no syrup something about this felt important what are you putting on i went no syrup because i was like i'm just gonna let the powdered sugar shine Ah, okay you don't want to you don't want to just dwarf right. the powdered sugar. I didn't want to dwarf it. And mm-hmm. I have to say, it did It did shine. The it was delicious sugar. without it. French toast powder. is like cake. Oh, yeah. It was a powdered sugar's moment. If you view it right. That's an Ani DeFranco song. Just <laughs> wait, 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 tell me more. I, know, I was thinking Ani DeFranco used to have a song where she goes, every tool is a weapon if you okay. hold it right. Uh-huh. I, and every... Powdered sugar is a star <laughs> if you don't pour syrup on right, it. Right, right, right. Now, where, where did you grow up? Actually, not far from Target Corporations themselves. Is that in, is that in Minnesota? Yes, I grew up in Minnesota, home of Honeywell. Also, yeah. Um, I grew up in a town called New Hope. Okay. Not far from a Seven Eleven mm-hmm. and a lake called Medicine Lake. Medicine Lake. Medicine Lake. Okay. Uh-huh. A dirty lake. Is that because you need medicine after <laughs> right, right. you get out of the lake? You need Honestly, some sort of medicine. There there are cleaner lakes in Minnesota. Okay. Yes. This was this is not this is not the one that people tend to write sure. about. Of the right. is it the thousand lakes? Ten thousand lakes. Ten thousand. So there are nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine right, right. cleaner lakes <laughs> exactly, than that one. Exactly. So you yes. grew up there. The hardened streets of New Hope, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I yeah, that's where I blossomed. Mm-hmm. I experienced the seasons, okay. harsh snowfalls. Sure. And who were the heroes from Minnesota? Who were the people you were proud to say they're from here? Well, I'm going to say Prince. Sure. And part of the reason, mm-hmm. I, I actually ended up working in a boutique where Prince was a client. That's what I was going to ask you because Prince, you talk to people from Minneapolis, right, and just the different spots in Minnesota, they would just Prince truly lived there, right, and just did stuff where he would like go buy like right Magic the Gathering cards right. at like a comic <laughs> book store. You'd hear just like, yeah, I sold Prince. Right. He came in the comic book store one time. I sold him some Magic the Gathering cards. Right. Yeah. If Prince was still with us, you know he'd be doing Pokemon Go. He'd still be oh, like, he'd be like walking into a car wash, trying to catch Squirtle. You know what, Squirtle? Uh-huh. You know what's crazy? I did see his purple. I think it was a Cor. It may, actually, I believe it was a Lamborghini at the okay. time. 
he walked into the store. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was Prince, by the way, because I always thought Prince would be tall. Uh-huh. In my mind, Prince was tall, majestic, yeah. and in walks just this tiny, tiny graceful thing. man in a black A-line dress. Yeah. And the room became very quiet. So I was the okay. only one who didn't realize. That that was Prince. That that was Prince. Yes. And he brought so many things to the counter. Mm-hmm. I was kind of sweating because okay. I was new there and I was overwhelmed yeah. by the transaction. Sure. And I kind of, you know, he paid all cash, which my boss oh. was always like, anytime someone pays cash, always check for a watermark. Sure. Did you have the pen? You had to like what, do the little pen on it to make sure it doesn't turn green oh or whatever. God. She was like, hold it up to the light. You yeah. can see. But it was like so much cash. I, yeah, yeah. There was no, I mean, I kind of like looked at one and then I was like, I, I'm not. And also Prince is not, Prince is not flashing uh, counterfeit money right. in the thing. But we didn't, I didn't know who it was. Unless Paisley Park has a printing press. Who knows? <laughs> he could be there like running off money in the back room. The recording studio. <laughs> He's got just a stack of that paper and his. Oh my his... gosh! So he was beautiful, and then yes. th- when he left, mm-hmm. I, I I also was like, I can't believe I made this sale. Wow! You know, I didn't smother him. So you literally <laughs> went to the register to take care of this customer. Yes. And you look, and first thought was, this looks like Prince. If if Prince was shorter than I imagine him to be. For some reason, it did not register as Prince to me. Mm-hmm. He did not register as Prince to me at all. Every, I, I don't know at why. Any point. I think I was just new and I was nervous. Sure. And anytime someone came in with a lot of money, I started, mm-hmm. you know, I would feel like I was sweating on the inside. Yeah, yeah, because you're just you're you're just worried about the the job. Right. Here. I was worried about the job. I want to yeah. be responsible. Mm-hmm. I'm not great at math. I And this mm-hmm. was not in the time of like computerized registers. Sure, sure. So there was a lot of like trying to remember mm-hmm. the shortcut to mm-hmm. counting quarters and the subtraction. And okay. Yeah. And so, and was everybody watching you? Yes. Watching you ring out prints? Yes. And, and it was, and then he left and this woman <gasps> gasped. Oh my God. And yeah. I said, what? What? And they said, that was Prince. Uh-huh. And then we watched, we look out the window and the purple car just speeds away. Amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. It, it, it was. And then he came back. He came back. He came back. He came back with a, a female friend. Looking to re- bring some things back. <laughs> Returned all of them. No receipts. <laughs> no receipts. He's like, at least give me a store credit. Deodorant stains yeah. on everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a... Um, so he yeah. came back, came back by this time. I yeah. felt a little more comfortable. Sure. I think I may have felt too comfortable. Now you, oh, that's the line. Now you're just right. a little too. Right. And are you just like, what's up Prince? Oh, I, I was like, can I bring you any <laughs> other sizes? You know, anytime uh, I could. Get yeah. Out, like, now you're just a little, you're feeling your oats right. a little bit now. Prince I gave is, him a headshot. You did? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. I was hoping. Oh, I wish you did that. That would have been the most amazing. They were just like, look, I know you don't do. Right. I know you're not literally right. a casting director, but if you ever need somebody, I'm a like, comedian need, and an actor. Right, right. Just please keep me in mind. Right. And I. Uh, yeah, that would be amazing. So so you had two Prince encounters. So I had two Prince encounters. Then he came back. So when he came back in, my friend who I worked with told me, she goes, do you remember when you touched Prince's earring? And I said, that never happened. I would never cross that boundary. And she goes, no, you said, I love your earring. And you pointed to his earring and yeah. he, he lurched 
backward, yeah, according yeah. to my friend Kate. Okay. I I deny that this so happened. This all, but but you also were kind of. It seems like you're kind of like maybe a fuse blew in your head a little bit here, and you were not remembering right. every moment. Yeah, I think so. I think pretending to straighten, you wow. know. So when Prince, you're touching his ear, right? You're cranking wise a little bit. I'm nibbling his ear. And now Prince is just <laughs> kind of like, I don't think we're gonna shop there anymore. <laughs> That's always my worst nightmare that I would go to like a Seven Eleven near right. my house and then be like. And then, like the person, I talk to the person by the counter, be like, "Oh, this is fun." I'm talking to the person, and the person knows me. And then, just the minute that they talk for the day, they talk for like ten minutes at the Seven Eleven. I'm just like, I gotta have a ten minute conversation every time <laughs> I go in that Seven Eleven. The whole point of Seven Eleven is it's fast. Nothing against the person, right? But usually, go to Seven Eleven. It's just like I'm in a rush right now, right? And I don't want to be rude. Now suddenly, I'm like rude to somebody who wanted to talk more, and then I'm now I'm the villain because i'm just in a rush and i'm coming to 7-eleven to just buy a sodi real the fast villain in a rush that's so poetic yeah. okay look and you're a poet you'd know <laughs> you'd know i'm not a poet i do write poetry i do and how long have you what is what is the first I... artistic endeavor for you that the first means mm. of expression what was that for okay. you lizzie cooper okay i'm poet. gonna say I, I've been keeping a journal since second grade. Mm -hmm. So I have actually technically been doing morning pages for a long time. Wow, okay. I started realizing I like to blend acting and performance mm -hmm. or like performance and poetry in high school. Mm -hmm. And I would do these performances and they had me do one at my high school awards ceremony. Okay. And I decided to do a poem called Purple Afterthought about abortion uh -huh. that was not vetted before. <laughs> sure. And how old, wait, 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 you're, how old now? I was in high school. Okay, you're in high school. And I used to do these performances. Mm -hmm. I wore this kind of long black dress with gold swirls. I dressed it like a 60-year-old English teacher when like I was- an evil Stevie Nicks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh -huh. I actually had the same dress as my teacher uh -huh. once on the same day. Do you ever run into your teacher at the same store shopping for the clothes? <laughs> No, but you know what's so funny? I used to go, Mom, can we please go to Pier 1 Imports? Because they sold clothing at the one by my house. And I really say, they had pants with like elephants on them and long wooden earrings. Okay. And, and so you were <laughs> so you were the reason that they stocked clothes. Right, right. Pier one imports. Just be like, we're still selling stuff. There's we have one pretty reliable customer coming in here. One overly dramatic teen <laughs> in maroon lipstick. This kid loves <laughs> our clothes. <laughs> Tiny mirrors on them. Uh -huh. Right. So you did your abortion. So, yes. So I stand on a chair and it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's a ceremony where they're mm -hmm. like, and the winner for the basketball team. And sure. I go, she has 30 minutes to tell me about two abortions. <laughs> And I go, you don't know the color purple like I do, she mm -hmm. said. As her cranberry mittens turn us, they turn the wheel in, into the grocery store lot. Mm -hmm. Loneliness is wondering who to attack. Uh, we discuss pain with a fist in its stomach, and the Silver Street hears us and agrees. The Silver Street grins, and I bear it. It was this long, longer poem. And, but, and this is... In what sort of <laughs> gathering again? Just a normal Minnesota... Let's celebrate people who had good grades this year. Sure. So, and then they were just like, and then we have this kid's gonna 
do a little dance. My poetry teacher at the mm -hmm. time in high school, you know, when you just, I had so many teachers mm -hmm. who inspired me and encouraged mm -hmm. me to write poetry. Sure. And I had a teacher, Lorna Williams, who said, you should go take some poetry classes at the University of Minnesota. So okay. I would go do that, which was so nice. Looking back, I can't believe my mom let me leave high school to go take this night class. Okay. You know, it was, yeah. you know, a lot of like, you know, single older people yeah. writing about their canaries and You're a such. Kid. Yes, I was the youngest person in there by far. And I had this incredible teacher. And so I wrote this in that class, not in my English teacher's class. So I think they were like, oh, she's probably going to do the poem she wrote about the Minnesota loon. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then smash cut to. <laughs> wake up, sheep. <laughs> wake up, sheep. Lizzie's got so, a poem. Right. It's going to. This is not the poem you want to hear. This is the poem right. you need to right. hear. So, and I didn't even uh -huh. think of it at the time because I didn't know. Uh, you know, I wasn't too aware of what was going on in the world mm -hmm. politically or even that sure. it wa was an issue. It was just something that happened mm -hmm. with a friend, you know, who was telling me she had had an abortion. So I did that poem. It, you know what? There was no negative response. It was like, wow. There was It was partly, wow, you wrote that. And I think some of the parents thinking, who is this about? Yeah. Is it my kid? Yeah. Or uh, I don't know. I actually, I don't want to say what what I, what they thought because I actually have no idea. Look, and maybe they all loved it. They might have all loved it. I'm gonna say it's not your concern what they thought right. of it, mm. but you know, you probably blew some minds that day right. where they're just like, "Who's that?" And they're just like, "Hey, we all pulled together. Here's a ticket to Los Angeles. <laughs> we, all pulled together. we decided you need you belong right. in Los Angeles. Actually, right? Go talk about it there. Yeah." Go talk about it there. So you, so when does comedy enter the picture? So I did that. Then I started doing performances with giant boxes. I did this thing in a giant box. Um, yeah, in college called "Do You Like It," where I was this. It was. It was. I this piece I did with sponges, and it was kind of had kind of an eerie tone to it, but I felt like people were laughing. And I mm -hmm. thought, but what's weird is when I was in high school, I had an epiphany that I wanted to be a comedian. And I ran downstairs and I go, mom, I go, I think I want to be a comedian. Uh -huh. And I remember my mom going, she goes, Lizzie, she was smoking, playing solitaire. She yeah. goes, women who are comedians are fat and depressed. So right. I go, you know what? I'll just be a performance artist. Then. Sure. You're like, what about performance <laughs> artists, right, right. mom? Who who did you want to be like? Who was who was a who was a, a figure who made you want to do comedy? Then at that the point? first person I don't even know that I had anyone in mind, but the first comedian I remember really affecting me was Sam Kinison. Okay, and I was at my boyfriend's house, is playing on the TV downstairs, and he was like, "Why don't you go?" What? Yeah, that, I mean, it was like a truly offensive. Oh, yeah, that, that, not, that awesome yeah. thing where he's just like, <laughs> "Why don't you go where the food is?" Oh, geez, if we only had thought of that. Boy, let me write that down. Oh, wait, I don't have anything to write anything down with. But at the time, no, I, the way I know, I know was, I, yeah, was, yeah, I'm just I, reliving it right now. But like I'm with the you, way yeah. he was like, ah, ah, yeah. I thought I I resonated with that sure. energy, and I just thought that. What I saw that and what he was giving off was so impactful and so special to me mm -hmm. and also confusing, I think. 
Sure, that you didn't. You were just watching a human basically, mm. like have a temper tantrum on stage <laughs> and get applauded, right, right, and celebrated <laughs> for screaming at everybody. Who wouldn't want to say, like, I wonder if I can do some also, of that? Wasn't he in a music video for like wild thing? Oh or, yeah, no, we've okay. Yeah, he's so. <laughs> he's a handful, and we've he's one of the one of the. The recurring fascinating characters of this show was we and he, uh, mo- oh some roads lead back there because we're just like he's just he just seems like a like a like a monster mm. like a like a bridge troll style maker yeah. berets he's that, wearing berets that tweed jacket <laughs> that heavy tweed jacket yeah who can do a comedy oh, in heavy tweed can you imagine that that jack that's a winter coat right. He's oh. on stage in a winter coat. He's getting all sweaty. There's snow and pants. The snow and the beret. Gross. Now. So. Mm. So LizzieCooperman.com. Yeah. The, uh. the thing we're doing tonight. We have a topic on the table right, right, right. now. We're talking about the things that, were sca- that scared you mm. when you were a kid. Because we got a lot of different right. ones. So we've got, I'm getting all sorts of responses coming in. Um, what's been the most common one so far? Has anyone said swimming put deep under the swimming pool? Well, that's a great one because that one scared me. The idea is I was scared that there was going to be a shark anywhere that there was right. water. Right. I could be in a pool mm-hmm. and there's literally. What if you're like, I could be at the Four Seasons Hotel when I'm seven years old. Uh-huh. Like yeah, no, I'm not. Please, no, I'm in a lowly <laughs> above ground pool. And. I, I'd be in an aground, above ground pool, uh-huh. and I would just be like, "There's a chance a shark could get me in this thing." I just got to right. look. Right? Did we you ever think the sure lines no at the bottom of the pool, especially if there were lines? Mm-hmm. I would always go, "Oh, that could be a shark." Anything that I couldn't see in a pool, like any of the pools that had like text, like right. too much color mm-hmm. at the bottom, was like dark. Yeah, I was like, I don't like that. Anything could be right. down there. It's right. like it's a pool. Right? There's not. I'm still just like, oh, no, no, I know it's a pool. I just got to take a quick look. Let me take a quick look-see, make sure. Because most of it's like eels. I don't like eels. Like an eel would be scarier than a shark to me, actually. Wow. Yes, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. coming at you? Right, an electric eel. They can strangle you, too. Oh, well, thank you for adding that to the... (laughs) My eel they, fear I don't know. I, I don't no. know. I don't want to spread anything. I don't yeah. want to be a whistleblower. But for just picture eel. like an eel tucked in the corner of the pool. And right. it's like, oh, look at this kid. Right. Look, it's feeding Wait, time. Are you a good swimmer? I'm okay. Mm. Not okay. fast. I'm going to swim faster than an eel. Because I feel like that kind of made it worse for me. Is I wasn't good. And I always okay. thought, <gasps> so I'm scared. But I'm yeah. also Wearing the face of someone who's pretending they're okay in the deep mm-hmm. end, and they're probably not. I did yeah. a lot of like paddling quickly to the ledge, and uh, and yeah. weirdly, when I feel stressed out in my life now, mm-hmm. still I still think, oh, I feel like I'm panting at the when things are tough. That's uh-huh. what I think about is panting at the edge of the swimming pool. Wow, do you you have a lot of associations tied to yes the horrors of swimming? Another fear, yeah, because I grew up Jewish. Mm-hmm. Hell, being told I was going to hell mm-hmm. <laughs> and my neighbor had a little doll of the devil. I'm not sure where it came from, but sure. she was like, she told me the devil's going to rip off your ears and put you in the dishwasher. <laughs> well, that's shockingly specific. It was very odd. And the I, devil's I, 
devil's not messing around. It's like not just killing right. kids. I'm throwing them in dishwashers after I tear their ears off. <laughs> no, I was. I, the, mm. Look, the devil, not so much with me. I grew up in a what you would call a lapsed Catholic household. Oh, so it was kind of just like mm, I'll take my chances. I like the assonance there. Lapsed Catholic. Yeah. Mm. Not a whole lot of. Our house was a whole lot of uh, my mother being just like, uh, we really should go to church. <laughs> like, like like once or twice a year, be like, we really should. And be like, yeah, sure. Well, you Just threw an egg in the, the backyard. You rolling on that. <laughs> and then, like, then we were the classic Easter and Christmas mm. family rolling into church, haven't been there in six months. You show up right. late. No, no seats in the pews. No, you're just against the back wall, and you know the regulars at the church is just looking around, just like I show up here every right. week, and these carpet right. baggers. Ah. The holiday <laughs> Christmas comes around now. Here you come. Oh, now it's time to come to church. Right, and it's like, and they're just like, I'm here every week. I'll be here next week. I know you're not going to be here next. Like getting like those side eye glances right. from the from the from the lifers. Did you ever go to an? I always did. You ever walk into an empty church and just like take in the beauty when you were young? Oh yeah, no. I would go when I was in New Jersey, where I grew up and uh, lived. I would walk around the um, the Princeton University campus, which is has this beautiful church in it, and it is just so not anything to do with with religion or anything mm. like that. It's just a beautiful. A beautifully constructed, like really old church with insane stained glass, and and it was just like beautiful to see. It was just like yeah, it was very quiet, and it was just be. It was just a very. I liked going there a lot and just sitting, and I was not praying or anything, but I would just go sit in there. I guess there's a it's a form of praying, yeah. right? It's I your, love those spaces. I feel like walking into there. There is some kind mm-hmm. of connection not yeah. necessarily to catholicism but it feels like yeah yeah there's a there's a there's like a there's some sort of reverence to mm. at least not talk on your phone in there for right. example like maybe it's just like the very basics the right. idea like i'm not going to be just like right. yeah not yeah in a church right i don't bring my mad libs in here yeah. what, what's up right where am i in my church <laughs> now nah, there's nobody here did you do confession when I was a kid, yeah. Wow. But I didn't have anything to really confess. I would right? just like go like, <laughs> uh, I don't go to church. <laughs> It'd be like what I would have to confess. It'd be like, yeah, I don't go to church. Right. I like <laughs> eight wow. snacks I wasn't supposed to. I ate. Like, when you're a kid, what am I doing? Right, That's so right. bad. What am I going to say? Like, <laughs> I coveted my neighbor's wife. I'm like right. 11. <laughs> but um, you did. <laughs> at 11, yes. I was a huge... Right. I just coveted every na- all my neighbors' wives. Um, so, so the pool and hell mm. for yeah. me. I had. Uh, did you ever watch? Uh, <gasps> there's a movie called Trilogy of Terror. No, that was like a movie, and I know people kick that one around a lot when we talk about the things that scared. So there was this movie when I was a kid. It was a, a like I think a made-for-TV horror movie called. Trilogy of Terror, and it had Karen Black had one of the three segments in it where she was in a house, 
and she's getting chased around by this little, this little like voodoo doll thing that's like chasing her, running out of the fireplace and all these things. Hey, Brett, any chance you could pull up a picture of the the doll from <laughs> Trilogy of Terror? You know what's so crazy? Well, we can but flag it, it for follow-up. Tell it me. scared yeah. me. I watched it. I was staying over at a, a relative's house. My parents were out of town. God knows where my parents were. Um, and I watched Trilogy. I don't know who let me watch this thing, but I watched Trilogy <laughs> of Terror. I, it, like, ruined me for, like, weeks. I was just so scared. Oh, my God. Of that thing. And then I saw the dumb thing as an adult. I'm just like. That's the dopiest looking thing I've ever seen, but I'll still never watch it. I see pictures of it. I feel like there's a lot with triangles in horror movies because I'm remembering, did you ever see Watcher in the Woods? Which one's that? I think it starred Betty Davis. Is that, I I might be making that up. I'm not sure. Watcher in the Woods. Look at that. Oh my gosh. That scared the tar out of me. Great teeth. Yeah, great teeth. Invisalign. I thought he was going to chomp me. As a kid, he's got that weird weapon. He's got those right. teeth. He's got that, that unkempt hair. Right. No boundaries. No boundaries. No, he would, he'd, he'd chomp away. Right. Bad friend. Bad friend. I don't like it. Right. No, that guy scared me. Watcher in the Woods. Watcher in the Woods is all about some woman named Karen who mm-hmm. died. Okay. And to bring her back, there's something where it might, I think it's Betty Davis. She has a stick and she is drowning this woman, pushing her body oh, no. into this body of, wa- mm-hmm. into this, some kind of pool. And later she goes, I was trying to save her. Like I was hoping she would grab onto the branch and that I could take, lift her out of the water. But mm-hmm. she's going, <sighs> but at the end, it's three people, and they have to join hands to bring this girl back to life. Okay. And they keep seeing Karen backwards in mirrors, and it'll be like Narek and stuff oh, like I that. I hate backwards. Anything backwards <laughs> scares right, me. Right, right. Backwards. Right. Backwards masking, hearing any like thing played backwards mm. freaked me out as a kid. Right. Like, like right. hearing that. I'm just like, <gasps> and I know what it is. It's a stupid back. Like if I got like right. like oh you can if you get this album and you spin it backwards you can hear a message on this thing I would do that and would just always like right and it just it's like the whole thing's scary it's not even the message on it right and then it'd be like listen he says like uh, we love you sweet Satan All right, right I'd be like I don't care about that I'm not even getting that far this whole thing's terrifying to me right. now the backwards masking um, uh huh but this is one this is what uh, well, I want to I'll say one other one, then I'll yeah. say what I, I one thing we can talk about to mm. go, go oh, uh, to another segment. Don't worry, you yes. you didn't okay. make the chair. I did. <laughs> you made that chair. I well, then we poet, a, comedian, chair maker, chair exactly, mystic, <laughs> right? Um, Sigmund and mm. Sea Monsters was the show. It was like a Sid and Marty Croft thing. Mm. And there were, it was like about this lovable sea monster, Sigmund. He was a cute dude who hung out with uh, some humans in this like beach community. <laughs> but then there were the mean, his like relatives or whatever. And they were mean, <laughs> mean and monster. they were scary. Brett. Mm. Brett's <gasps> looking for Sigmund and the sea monsters. It's, it's, I'm 
that one they scared me. The You're, other sea right. monsters, not the good, not Sigmund. He was cute. Do you know what I'm thinking they look like? What's that? Did you ever read the Phantom Tollbooth? Oh my god, yeah. Okay, because this was actually pretty scary to me. Was the Doldrums? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I read it okay. so many times. He goes into a neighborhood, mm-hmm. and there are these like oh, kind of weepy things mm-hmm. that look like they're made out of gel. They look. Like uh, they that. appear to be wet. Yeah. And they're like, slow down. You don't have to be anywhere. I don't like it. And then he gets trapped in his car and just consumed by these kind of wet monsters. I forgot about it. I used to love that book. Same. Can you go back to this segment? Show that. Look at those. Look at the the (laughs) mean face on that one, dude. They were like mean. With a hairpiece as well. Yeah. That is. Goopy seaweed on their head. Hated it. It's very vegetable like. You know what? That actually, that creature reminds me of when I was little. Speaking of childhood, I had a magic book that said one thing you can do to make it look like you your fingers or you cut your you sawed your finger in half or something. It was something with like a carrot. You put a handkerchief over a carrot and uh-huh. raise it on the stick or something. Like a magic. That's what that guy looks like. Yeah. He looks like a sliced. A carrot with a handkerchief <laughs> thrown right. over it. It's like kind of like a Rorschach test, I guess. We right, see, right. we look at it, one of Sigmund's brothers, right. or, and we see mm, what we see. In we them. see what we it's see. Very revealing. But you know what else scared me? Ouija boards. Oh, right. And tarot cards. Oh, okay. As a kid, not as an adult. Ouija boards still spook me a little bit as an adult. Mm. Tarot cards, not so much. I've had tarot readings and things. Oh, you have. Okay. Yeah, so okay. I've had a few. Okay. I had one that was just. Mm. Here's my history. Lizzie I'm going to start moving the cards around while oh, you talk about okay. this. I had one. I went to a – first thing like this, I went to – this was not a tarot reading. It was a palm reading I went to, and I was at a – it was the, at this diner in New Jersey where they were just doing it as a fun thing to do on like a – to just bring customers in. They had like, oh, a palm reader comes. Customers can get their palms right on Wednesday <laughs> night. Like a fun little – a fun little – um. Little little gimmick to bring customers in. So the grand to, slam wasn't working clearly. But you go to exactly you go to a diner. You think like they got the the person doing the palm reading. They're going to be right. just like, oh, I see success, and like just like it's a diner. It's a right. br- <clears throat> make it a little breezy. This they're looking at every. They're doing everybody else's palm, and then everybody's getting like fun ones, and I go get mine done. And this palm reader was like, oh, no. And this palm reader gave me the most dire palm reading as if basically I was doomed. Right. You have Do you have a short lifeline or something? It was – yeah. I mean, look, I'll show right. you if you want. Uh, like, I ha- Mine's really bad as well. Do you know what's – Because know what? if essentially – I'm trying to remember because Baba Shalom, by the way, mm-hmm. was a palm reader okay. and, and he did teach me some things. I know there's something in your love line, which mm-hmm. is this, this line right here. Mm-hmm. And palm readers who are watching, okay. I'm sorry if I'm insulting yes. your, your craft. Um, I believe there's something here and like how many lines you have there at okay. the end is how many serious relationships you're going to have. Okay. But there's also something in, in barbed. Um, having a barbed line on your hand that means you're extremely barbed. secretive. There's a barbed line right there. Well, let me see something. 
this actually isn't bad. Except you do have a split. I believe. Oh, no. I oh, believe. Oh, no. You see it? It's happening again. No, you're changing course. You're going to change course. Oh, I don't know if cool. you had something in your life where you're like, mm, I need to actually move over mm-hmm. into this other lane. Yeah, that did happen. Okay. I'm in Los Angeles right now. Oh, right. Because of that. Okay. I got the split, but you, you don't see bad, bad stuff. No, I don't see anything this bad. Palm reader was saying like, you've got a strong love line. Um, I, you, I, I honestly, what's crazy is I just got out my palm reading book a couple of days ago. Okay. I'm not retaining enough information that okay. I would be able to say this line means something I can't remember. Do you know who else has a strong love line? <laughs> Jason, <was hoping. laughs> he does. I'm going to say Adam Carolla. <laughs> So that is just, so funny. Do you know? I thought you were going to say. I, I was going to say Doctor Drew, and then I couldn't just, remember. I knew the second I said it. Yeah. Jason was just it hit me. Okay. Oh my so god. My okay. Yes. Okay. I, but but Tom and I'm telling you this with okay. respect to the palmistry artists out there. Uh-huh. I don't I don't know it as well as I used to. Okay, that's fine. So. Just say I'm gonna live. There's something. Just say Tom. I wish I had live. my book. Mine is awful, and mine like forks at the end. It's Lizzie. Just say Tom, you're gonna live. I see only strength in that palm. Thank you. I That's see strength, I beauty, hear. and tenacity. That's all I needed to hear. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Thank Christ. Right, Jason. Thank oh, thank Christ. Christ. <laughs> thank Christ. Now, Lizzie. <laughs> yes, it's Leslie. <laughs> oh, you scared me for a second. I'm like. <laughs> like like hey, halfway no, through. I'm like, wait, no, it's Lizzie. <laughs> now I'm just like, my brain's <laughs> falling out of my ears. You do tarot readings. Mm-hmm. You are you because you're a stand-up. Yes. Do you love stand-ups? I I do I love stand-ups or stand-up? Stand-up. I meant to say stand-up. Do you still I love absolutely it? love it. Mm-hmm. And I like to have a catharsis. Okay. I love stand-up when I have some kind of breakthrough on stage. I like to feel like mm-hmm. I like to feel that something happened. Okay. Much like going into a temple. <laughs> sure. Or something. But yes, mm-hmm. I do love stand-up. Okay. And your podcast. I have a podcast, Lizzie Cooperman's In Your Hands. Yes. And it's ruining my life. <laughs> no, because you're doing a very, it's an amazing podcast and it's an amazing premise where you put yourself truly right. at the mercy of your audience. Right. Where you'll say, should I do this? Or should I do this? Right. And then you don't even know. And you research and you explore what each thing would be. Right. And then these maniacs right. determine which one you're going to do. They vote on Instagram every Thursday. Yes. They go to my Instagram stories mm-hmm. and vote between two things. And it's not, should I do this or should I not do it? It's, should yeah. I do this path? They're both active, which I kind of did on purpose. Yeah. Now, one that I'm not sure of the result of. I'm going to assume you. I'm going to assume I know the result because just knowing the way humans are. You said, "Should I burn all my journals, right, <laughs> or should I go buy like five hundred dollars in lottery tickets?" What happened with um, that one? This is a harrowing tale. What happened with that one? I got so many messages. Please don't burn your journals. Yeah, uh huh. They vote so it was journal purge or lotto splurge. Yeah. They voted lotto. Yeah, of course they did. I wouldn't I knew that the second. It seems okay. like oh, journal splurge. <sighs> journal purge or lotto splurge. I was just like, 
everybody wants to see what would happen if somebody had to buy $500 right. worth of lottery. And let me tell you, I wanted to keep the stakes high for this show. Mm-hmm. I'm not a wealthy lady. So it was actually a lot of money for me. Sure. And I get really excited about an idea. Yeah, yeah. And then I do the podcast. I'm yeah. like, isn't this crazy? Yeah. Almost like it's not me. And uh-huh. then the votes roll in and I go, oh my God, this is me. Now you actually have to Now do I actually it. have to do it. So, and I, this actually came to mind when we were talking about, you were talking about going into 7-Eleven and being the, mm-hmm. what did you say? The Just, the, just. There was some word for it. I just, can't remember. I don't know. I just feel trapped. Right. The trapped the, villain. Whatever. I'm the trapped villain. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> the so trapped you... villain at 7-Eleven. I, oh my God, I'm, I'm actually having PTSD thinking about it because my blood was racing. And also it was the, it was the night of a Jewish holiday. And okay. I thought, I have to do this before sunset. Otherwise it started to feel kind of sacrilegious sure. to be like, and now God, I'm blowing it off uh-huh. the lotto. Yeah, exactly. So I went into this liquor store and I was prepared. I'm like, I want $500 worth of Red Hot. And they were like, we don't have Red Hot okay. or, or whatever, whatever, they... whatever card I wanted. Sure. Or maybe it was that I ended up with Red Hot. They said, we don't have it. And he was like, but I can give you this card. And he kind of scooted around the counter like it was a drug deal or something. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I go, I don't want, like, I started to feel like something was sketchy about it. Like, Mm -hmm. are there really, I didn't know that was how you did it. Was that they sneak around and hand it to you in the secretive bag? I don't know about that. After you hand them cash. It's not like, okay, here are your tickets. Have a nice day. They, they. Wrap it in like black plastic. It's okay, like that's weird. If you buy a large sum, okay. So you get. So the, I said, you... no, no, no. I'm not. So I went to a different liquor store. Okay. Or I went. I drove, drove to a Seven Eleven. Yeah. At that one, I said, I'd like five hundred dollars of. I dressed up also. Uh-huh. I thought I'm going to dress up, make this feel like an occasion. Oh, of course. Who doesn't dress up right? to go buy lottery tickets? <laughs> I wore a, they're scratch offs. Of course, wore, you have to be. I wore a long blue dress. <laughs> so you're just done up and you're going to buy your lottery tickets. I went to buy the lottery off. tickets. You I, buy $500 I, worth. I actually ended up doing $400. 400 I don't remember why that was. It was something about the way they were broken up, or maybe I had some kind of epiphany that I couldn't pay my spectrum mm-hmm. bill. <laughs> Whatever yeah. hit me at the time. Yeah. I buy them, same thing. The guy hands them to me kind of yeah. with a look like, do you know something about, yeah. you know, these cards as with jalapeno you, peppers some, on them? Yeah, some <laughs> inside, inside track on, on. Right. So you get the $400. I get the lottery tickets. I go to my car and I was like, oh, my God. And I remember calling a friend and being like, but I'm actually really happy about it. Like yeah. something kind of mania set in. Okay. And then the next day I scratched off. I got two hundred back, maybe two hundred dollars. So you back. lost two hundred bucks. I lost two hundred dollars, and I don't want to say this. You know why you lost two hundred? The winners were in that other one hundred. You didn't pull the trigger. Right. <laughs> I don't want to say it. Quite That's possibly so. No, that would be my fear. But I looked up happen. the odds of all the cards, yeah. and I was like, okay, this is second best next to Red Hot. Mm-hmm. But the, the whole theme of whatever I got was still – there were still chili peppers. So maybe it was I ended up with the Red Hot, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, oh, I got milk again. It's like, oh, you didn't scratch the hot – the okay. bad things were water, milk, anything uh-huh. that would counteract a chili pepper. The chili peppers, right. yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about the band. Yeah, no, and I enemy. realize now next time I hear somebody, them playing, I'm going to pour right. milk in my ears. <laughs> Might be the one thing to counter their music. 
But can I tell you the even crazier thing that happened on the show? Uh huh. I, I don't want to. No, I don't no, want to dominate. No, no, okay. There was an episode called "This Is Fire" or "This Is Us" that actually kind of involved your Brett Davis, who's here. Yeah. Okay. Gentleman Brett Davis. Gentleman Brett Davis. So I got I I secured a job as a tour guide for the TV show "This Is Us." Oh my god! Really? And. Well, I'm going to have to backtrack to tell you about this. I originally did an episode called Guy I Met or Dress a Roulette, which was, do I go out with this guy I met on a bench outside the bar, The, the Virgil, uh-huh. or do I text the last 10 guys in my phone, will you help me assemble a dresser and see your response? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> uh which one was that? They voted dresser roulette. Of course. Yes. Were. So I have an expert on every episode, and the mm-hmm. expert at the end of our conversation said, he goes, by the way, I'm single, and I would like to be added to the list. So everyone said, ask that guy. He yeah, was so yeah, great on the yeah. show. So that stranger comes over to my house to assemble the dresser, mm-hmm. and he did it wrong. Let's just say this was a three-episode-long three thing where he comes over. He said it would take 40 minutes. It took two hours. And I said, do it honey, right. I've got an appointment at the yeah. Genius Bar. Wrap yeah. it up, sweetie. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> he leaves the next episode. They voted for something called Mom's Day. It was Mother's Day. I said, you know, next episode, I'm going to finish putting the dresser together by myself. I'm going to treat it like Mother's Day, pour a Bellini, get myself flowers. And I realized he put it together backward. So then the next episode, I called a task rabbit and he came over and he said, and I saw in his bio that he was a fire performer. And while he's putting together the dresser, he goes, by the way, he goes, I could pretty safely set you on fire. Like at a comedy show? Sure. So then it was, this is fire or this is us. Do I become this tour guide for this is us? Or do I um, let this task rabbit set me on fire? And it was going to be at Brett Davis's show. Uh Uh-huh. But they didn't vote for that. No, of course they didn't (laughs) because your audience likes you. They didn't, they don't, there won't be a show next week. Right. Potentially. If it turns out that guy's like the the fire equivalent of the guy building the dressers, he'd be like, whoops. Except it means that you get you get charred right then not also, like oh your dresser's backwards sorry this is like oops i messed up right you're on fire when i got to brett's show also uh-huh. i realized it was like a canopy of trees oh overhead. absolutely been the most dangerous thing in the world right yeah and then i was thinking what joke would end with me bursting into flames because i would have to come up with yeah no i am glad <laughs> that your audience your audience has uh Right. They are a benevolent audience. Yes. They do not want to see you actually set on fire. No. They want to put you in uncomfortable situations. Right. But then again, you're giving them two uncomfortable situations. It's not always just like, right. should I eat this piece of cake right. or have somebody set me on fire? <laughs> and then they're like, no, you're making it. You're giving them two rough, uh, two options that are very rough for you. But that was one where it felt like, oh, this is me. I would. I went to bed that night going, "Oh God, I can't believe I did this." Yeah, well, because I got so excited about. Because mm-hmm. when he was like, "I could set you on fire," in my mind, I'm like, "An episode is born." <laughs> yeah, no, that's all. Like, that'll be a good episode. Right. I'd be like, right. I might die, but it'll be a good episode. <laughs> so, you have in front of you. Yes. Oh my gosh! Why is there a piece of tape on? Oh, no, is that me? Is that Let's like see a, what card that is. Oh. <gasps> There was a piece of tape on the death card. Wow. Oh, no. Tarot cam, are we getting that? Oh, my God. This is beautiful, this tarot cam. The best show tarot cam. This news to me. 
Well, look at that. You know what I'd I like to it. do, Tom? I'd like What's to hand that? you the cards and kind of get your energy on them. If you okay. can move those around and think about something in your life that's um, that's affecting you right now. Or just if there's anything that you want an answer on, you can also talk about it. You don't have to be shrouded in mystery. No, I don't have to be shrouded in mystery, but... Well, I'm just <laughs> dividing the cards up here. I am going to think about it. Okay, okay. Later. I want to also. Okay. I know silence yeah. isn't great for a podcast. Yeah. No, I, I, I already did the invocation okay. in the lobby. All right. I said, give me the divine wisdom uh-huh. to help Tom Sharp Lang. Oh, thank and you. let me purify my thoughts and actions Amazing. to be able to do so. So I've okay. no, I'm simply translating. Okay. Because I was always scared when the Ouija board that a, the devil was going to show up and start. <laughs> Beat me up. Awesome. The devil is actually one of my favorite cards. Indulge, indulge. Okay. The devil wants you to indulge. All right. Okay. So here now, we go. Okay. Wow, interesting. Mm. Oh, wow. <gasps> oh, damn. You know what? I don't like how these are all reversed. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't like this reading. <laughs> no, I love it actually. Wow. I'm so nervous. Hold on. Hold on a minute. What? Wow. Ooh. What? <gasps> I truly have a knot in my stomach right now. I'm kind of annoyed that that's reversed. We're going to do some clarifying cards, by the okay. way, as we go through this. Not everyone reads reversals, and that means, mm-hmm. you know, when the card appears upside down. Um, yeah. I like to read them. Okay. And right now, so this is where you're at right now is Knight of Cups reversed, but I'm going to tell you both ways. There's some kind of offering coming toward you of creative offering mm-hmm. something knight of cups are are ruled by water okay and so oh, i'm gonna keep it this way and okay. so it's creativity it's love it can mean relationships mm-hmm. as well okay so someone is kind of coming towards you right now mm-hmm. maybe there's a new opportunity that feels creative to you sure or maybe a moving forward okay. in some kind of romantic pursuit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, it's it's uh, it's reversed, just meaning the energy's a little stagnated, or maybe you haven't moved forward yet. Okay, gotcha. So you're just where you are. Good things are flowing towards you. Okay, offers are being made. Okay, um, and you're you're just kind of sitting on your horse right now. <laughs> okay, all right. You're not galloping a pace at okay. the moment. Now, what's interesting is so this is the next card, which is the cross. But I like to think of it as some people call it the obstacle. Okay. And your obstacle right now yeah. is that you have a new perspective on things for some reason. Yeah. And that for some reason is slowing things down for you. You're kind of taking a, a beat for, for whatever reason. Hmm. Um, hanged man. The hanged man, as you can tell, it's not the most comfortable position. Yeah. This gentleman sure. dangling mm-hmm. ballet style from one yeah. foot. Um, however, it is kind of a divine insight, as you can see, as illustrated by this halo. So okay. it's possible that that a new perspective for you has caused you to go, okay, I know there are good things coming toward me, but let mm-hmm. me just take my time. Okay. 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 How is that resonating? No, that's tracking. Okay, that's tracking. Yes. Okay, so in the near future, now this card also 
comes to us reversed. I actually love this card. It's one of my favorite cards. Six of Swords. Mm -hmm. Um, In the recent past, I don't know if you did any traveling or you were supposed to go somewhere and maybe it got postponed. I'm only saying that because of the reversal. Mm -hmm. Swords are ruled by air. (laughs) I just felt felt inspired to go, swords are ruled by air, Tom. Well, it's funny that you say that. I was Mm -hmm. literally supposed to be on a trip right now that got postponed. Oh, really? Yes. So then we are reading the reversals. Okay. No, I was, I was there was a trip That's interesting, that got postponed. yeah. Okay. There's a lot going on upstairs around this trip as well, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so swords are our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so this card is kind of like, well, despite all the thoughts I'm having, I'm just going to jump in my canoe and go anyway. But yes, that this was a postponed travel. Okay. But it looks like in the near future, actually, you're gonna find that this. I don't know if it's. I'm I'm seeing this more as related to where you are right now, and this new perspective is actually gonna lead to a lot of financial prosperity for you. Oh my god! As you can see, King of Pentacles. I mean, <laughs> there's there's not much else on this guy's mind. No. It could not be dressed more decadently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is Prince leaving the store. That's Prince leaving the store with all the things you sold. (laughs) With all the things I sold him. This is the coin. I'm holding it up for the watermark. Okay. King of Pentacles. You're kind of at the helm. Yeah. You are. You're in charge. You're feeling secure. Mm -hmm. You're looking down. You're almost admiring uh, all the things growing around you okay. is coming in the near future. Sure. Now, something kind of interesting that's happening in your mm-hmm. subconscious might have to do, I don't know if this was related to the travel, with childhood. Wait, wait what now? Childhood? <laughs> <laughs> so this is Six of Cups. Mm-hmm. And what if this is when you found out I couldn't read Roman numerals? I'm like, yeah, this is 18. like... No, that's a six. I'm not very smart, and even I know that's a six. So upside down, you, it's a nine, yeah. not in Roman. So, so this is something about childhood memories, reconnecting mm-hmm. with the past, perhaps. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is related to the trip that that was postponed at all. Not really. Okay, or if it could be something that's going on with you presently, but you're you're having some kind of experience where you're revisiting the past could also be connecting with children in some way. Mm. Um, something in, in in your mind. And this is kind of the goal of okay. you, the querent. Uh-huh. Um, this is in the upper part of the subconscious. So these cards are called above and below. Okay. Um, and this is the way I do the Celtic cross. I know there are going to be a lot of haters of my spread, mm-hmm. listening, watching. Uh-huh. This is the, general, people, like the way you're... People tend to all everyone does it differently. And in, anytime you do it, people will go, Can you look at this tarot reading and tell me what you think? And I uh-huh. say, Absolutely not. Sure. You got it in that moment from that person. Sure. And that's what it was. Yes. I don't want to say, oh, well that yeah, because yeah. Yeah, there are yeah. many interpretations. And mm-hmm. some people do the cards in a in a different okay. way. Okay. Okay. In the lower part of your subconscious, I don't know if I, I'm feeling like you had some kind of big epiphany recently is what I'm seeing. And I don't know if it was the best thing for you. I don't know if you had a realization about your life direction, but the judgment card 
Um, as you can see, it's this incredible rebirth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's trumpets are blowing. There's it's divine. These people are kind of rising up. Mm-hmm. It's something coming to you that you also had to change in perspective as your obstacle. So I'm thinking you had some kind of revelation that's maybe gave you pause because this is in the lower part of your subconscious. Hmm. And I don't know if this has to do with a change in direction. This might this this might be unrelated to the rest of the reading. Okay. This may have been just something that happened that maybe is kind of infusing the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can see things in it without me going into it into mm-hmm. a microphone. Okay, well, let me also tell you, these are major arcana. So this is a major card in the deck. And these are the ones, and not that we're ignoring all these other beautiful cards, but these are the ones we pay stronger attention to. And they're very, okay. these seem very connected to me because it's it's slowing the process of things moving forward with this partnership or this, this offer. Mm-hmm. And... And so this, huh, this dawning, I'm seeing a dawning, advice card. Wow. Okay. We have three of pentacles. Okay. This also came up reversed. Uh-huh. So this is a collaboration with other people. Mm-hmm. See, so you're meeting at this cathedral. You're doing really meaningful work. Mm-hmm. And the way I'm taking this reversal I feel like you're being really smart and making really smart moves right now. Okay. Because a lot of the things in here just tell me that you've you're pumping the brakes in certain areas and I think that that's what feels right to you. If you don't mind, I would like to draw some clarification cards on this sure, okay. because well this is a uh, mm-hmm. collaboration mm-hmm. card. It's also saying like but it's reversed so something is stalling it out and it's kind of telling you that that's that's the advice you're getting. In the moment. Okay. And maybe it's that it's telling you to look again at what is meaningful to you. Okay. Also. Does that feel right? Yeah, it does. I think I'm at this. Okay. Uh, this uh, wow. Okay. Now, the, yeah, tell me. I think the Forever Dog deal's off. I think I'm <laughs> getting out of business with Forever Dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh wait. Cards. Oh, yeah, Sorry, that just Forever happened. Dog. It did. That just happened. Well, so it is. deal's off. Dude, pack everything up. We're getting out of here. We're never coming back. You know what I'm getting? Still waters run deep. Okay. That's what I'm getting from this. Uh-huh. Maybe it is. I've already done this stuff. There he goes. That is so He's funny. running and literally packing it up. Right. Going to get a cardboard what box and fill it up. I don't know what that uh, was. Uh, that's the, the next tarot reader stuff. So still waters run deep. Me. That, that's kind of what I'm getting is okay. this is I'm more reading this as this is Tom mm-hmm. and this is the way Tom does things. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm getting from here. Sure. Ace of Wands, this is telling you that you'll know when there's heat behind it. This is kind of mm-hmm. something exciting and magical and fiery coming out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of telling you that's when you're going to go. Okay. I don't know that this is related to Forever Dog. You're already sure. here. Okay. I bet. You know okay, what? I've got right. a sense you've got some other things perco- There's other percolating in your life. There's other stuff Okay, brewing. okay. Yeah. Right. There's- so this is telling you when it feels hot, when mm-hmm. you get that thing and it's going to yeah. come seem like it came out of nowhere, uh-huh. wands are passion. They're fire. It's it's moving okay. forward. All right. It's very exciting. And okay. I do love that this hand just pops out hamburger helper sure. out of nowhere and growth with mm-hmm. the wands. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is 
this is very powerful. So that's when you're going to know it's right. You're going to wait for that heat okay. to come to you. Sure. External influences. This is really interesting. I don't know if you, I mean, this could be the the deal has been made. This actually could easily be forever, dog, if I'm to be completely honest. Okay. Ten of pentacles. This is completion. Something uh-huh. just went through. People are shaking hands. It's multi-generational. Sure. I don't know if there's some kind of great-grandfather living in the basement here. Here? Oh, my God. I hope not. That'd be news to me. But it's Brett's weird great grandfather <laughs> popping out at me when I'm working here at it's, night. This is a multi generational experience. This is for everyone. Okay. Everyone's gathering. Mm-hmm. They're they're sealing the deal here, okay. and and pentacles are very much of the earth. And you sure. have a lot of this. Mm-hmm. You have even more. I mean, this is going to be a good move for you. And I feel that these two cards are completed. Okay. That the move to forever dog, if that is. Part sure. of this reading in uh-huh. the near future, this is going to be fruitful for you. Okay. And we see this by your external influences. We know that this deal has okay. been done. Ten okay. is the car- card of completion. Sure. You're okay. hanging out at this uh, mm-hmm. at this structure. This is also interesting that uh, you you have like multiple actual buildings. Okay. I'm seeing like a lot of like sturdy locations. Okay. All right. <laughs> target. I'm seeing Target. target? Okay. You know? I think you're seeing you tomorrow. Target in the morning with your notebook. Now this so. is this is this is pretty wild okay. actually because right. this is kind of the a lot of the energy of the reading here, hopes and fears. Mm-hmm. Now you have Knight of Wands reversed. Okay, Tom, you know there's a fire. You actually can't stop it at this point. Uh-huh. You know there's a heat behind the things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Hopes and this is and not fears. you set on fire in Brett Davis's right? uh, venue. This is a night in okay. Brett Davis's backyard. Okay. Um, sure. He's doing the setup. The punchline is on its so, way. So Knight of Wands is the, would you say the fear? Hopes and fears. Hopes and fears. Yes. Okay. And as you can see, this gentleman is on fire. Mm-hmm. Everything about this, the horse is orange. It's burning. Mm-hmm. It's moving ahead. So yeah. you're almost like, wow, things are moving yeah. so quickly. Yeah. And you might be... Okay, there are a lot of ways to read this because okay. basically what a reversal says is the energy is kind of stuck or maybe it's being okay. misused or something. Uh-huh. Maybe you're worried it's going to get a lot, little out of control. Sure. Maybe you're worried things are going to be too good. Okay. The, the offer is going to be ah, yeah. the thing that comes at, at you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The devil's going to put you in the dishwasher. Okay. Well, that's your fear. <laughs> no. I'm not worried about the devil. I'm just projecting. I'm going to chop my ears off. So- Okay. Fear of things happening too quickly and being too passionate. Too much. Yes. Too much. Fear of too much. Right. Okay. And the outcome is, this is pretty interesting, Seven of Pentacles. This is you reflecting on your wealth and the fact that it's reversed. You're kind of looking down going, what's it all for? (laughs) But I want to draw, I want to. Draw some clarifying cards because I'm feeling, by the way, everything looks this might be in your nature a little bit. Yeah, I would say that's pretty fair to. It's funny. I feel like there's a lot of contrast. There are a lot of contrasting elements Uh here. I feel like there's a lot of burning and you moving forward. And then it's kind of contrasted with that. And yet I'm singing my throne Mm -hmm. and yet I'm taking my time. Okay. You've. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, we've gone three hours over. No, 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 I'm spooked. Now, oh, you are? No, nah, I'm all right. Does it feel, is this resonating with you? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Oh, no. Are you worried? Oh, no. 
No. What does that one mean? Are you kind of worried that that it's some kind of decisions going to be made? Some kind of gavel's going to come down that might not be. Um, you're you're worried about the outcome here of something. Sure, I'm worried about the outcome of them all things all the time. You're worried you're going to be working too hard. <laughs> oh no, is that a work card? <laughs> I mean, this person is a hundred percent persevering. That's the crazy thing is, but you know what? I feel like it looks like me. You know what I'm? You know what I'm getting from you actually from all of this. This is a card of someone just like, okay, I'm driving these wands into the ground. I'm almost there. Mm-hmm. I've got my tunic on, working so hard. I'm wearing yeah. two different shoes to work. Yeah. I don't even have uh-huh. time to think about yeah. the footwear here. Yeah. I, I'm just like, huh, huh, your passion, your fire. I, what I'm getting is you can let go a little bit because I'm looking back at the advice card for you. Of mm-hmm. You're thinking about this collaboration. And you know what? I think this is kind of the key to your reading in the advice card is to wait until it feels absolutely right. And the thing that comes to you, it's going to feel divine. It's okay. not going to feel like, okay. you know, I put in a million uh, hours and mm-hmm. the whatever the water yeah. does to the stone that takes uh-huh. forever, which yeah. I read in a Rob Bresney horoscope. Okay. Look it up. Uh-huh. This is more like. Oh, I'm sorry to spit across the table. Yeah, you didn't spit. Don't worry. I'm like, it's not COVID. Didn't. It's polio. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. Oh, thank you. Well, I do have a polio okay. vaccine. Okay. okay, good, good. So so this is, uh, I'm saying, where I'm looking in this mm-hmm. reading is straight to that advice card telling you to believe in the magic and kind of the fire of what's going on to you when, when the moment feels right. Okay. If you don't mind, I'd like to draw one more clarifying okay. card. I'm ready. What? You always go like... Sitting there. This is a very personality-driven reading because these are these are all good cards, except uh-huh. this one is like, uh, I don't know if I want to accept the offer. This is back to that. Oh. This is turning back into this partnership creative thing okay. where you're like, oh, this hand is popping out of nowhere, offering me a chalice. Reopen the forever dog negotiations. <laughs> I want to you ordered one a- candy bar a week added to the deal. They're bringing you a, a Moscow mule. So what not is what, it? This isn't what you ordered. But, hey, that's yeah. not what I ordered. I'm sending so my that, drink that back. That one, it's like he's thinking there. He's going like, oh, boy, oh, boy. I, right. I mean, what. I could draw a million clarifying cards. Okay. I did one more and it's really good. This is the ultimate, like, positive, a partnership that allows you a, a feeling of duality yeah. and kind of the ability to see into another. Wow. This is the lovers. It's divinely inspired. It can be a positive relationship card. Okay. Uh, this could also mean that whatever this partnership is mm-hmm. coming toward you, as we see yeah. the Knight of Cups that was kind of stalled out, it's going to end up being okay. feeling very divine. I, I'm What I'm really getting from this, Tom, this yeah. is all personality stuff. This is all great, too. Okay. You know, a lot of this is I'm getting answers. I'm working hard. I'm reflecting on my work. And then, yes. You asked for one more card and you got it. And this is the final card is the lovers. You hear that? Standing there in their purest form. Yeah. It's an energy. Yeah. I always think with this card about, I once read um, that this card is related to the animal, the duck. Okay. And I always think about this this thing I read in this book, Voyager Tarot, that said, be like the duck, be involved, but above it. Be partly in the water and partly above. Okay. Well, Lizzie, this is amazing. <gasps> this is a great Tom, I'm so reading. glad. 
Now I feel positive about it. <laughs> now I feel good. I'm working. I'm being. I'm hesitant about certain right. things. Right. You're hesitant about these collaborations. Yeah. Yes. The ones in the pipeline. Yeah. But I'm gonna be as rich as that oh, king yeah. of pen. What is it? Pent. King of Pentacles. King of Pentacles. King of Pentagrams. Yeah, the King of Pentagrams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at this. You're gonna be gonna, your golden mallet. I'm gonna there. start calling myself the King of Pentagrams. Pentacles. <laughs> That's beautiful, actually. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is when you invoke tarot, some people mm -hmm. draw what's called a signifying card, and they say to choose. What is your astrological sign? Do you know? Can you guess? Okay, I'm torn between Earth and Fire for you. Okay. No. I'm wrong. Aquarius. Tom. Yeah. That is such that is a car that's that's a sign that for me is, is a bit shrouded in mystery. Okay. It's a very intellectual sign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm the uh, look, I short circuited a little bit with this reading. Okay, okay. This is amazing. Oh, I'm so glad. I and feel by the very way, good about this. If anyone listening to this yeah. wants one, go to my website because yeah. I'm doing them one on one over uh -huh. Zoom now. Okay. And I, I'm actually or loving it. Yeah. Mornings at Target. Or come find me at Target. <laughs> go look at just go from Target to Target. <laughs> look for the look for the the Starbucks in the Target, not the Pizza Hut. You will not be doing them at the Pizza Hut. <gasps> wow. Right. Well, maybe I, later I in the mean, day move I'm to not going to kick a Pizza Hut out right. of bed. I would go to Pizza sure. Hut. Sure. Oh, I'm not judging Pizza Hut. Don't worry about that. I just think in the morning. You've already, you've already done your writing by the time Pizza Hut opens up at Target. Tom, this is really, I really love this. This is amazing. This is a, this is a truly, this is truly a thrill. You're you? full of, re you're full of revelations. Mm. Wow. You hear Chocolate. that, everybody? Should I clear the cards and get this energy out? This. Okay, okay. You hear that, everybody? I'm full of revelations, and I'm the king ah. of pentacles also. I want to do a thing where I'm the tarot dealer, and I get, uh -huh. like, a blackjack outfit, and I want yeah. to get, like, a card shuffler. And uh -huh. yeah, yes. Wouldn't that be fun in Vegas That'd to go amazing. Yeah, you just set up reading? at a table. Yes. Like, blackjack. Right. Like, uh, all the games are there, all the card games. I right, mean, right. you're just there, it says tarot. Right. And people are like... What's the minimum on this table? And you're like, what do you think the minimum right. is? What are we gambling? Yeah. Your fate. Yeah, exactly. Oh, just your fate. Well, Lizzie, Tom, this is such a thrill having you here. I can't even believe it happened. No, it did I'm happen. so honored to have, to have been no, this, here. This is truly great. Thank you. Your podcast is amazing. Thank you. I'm Where do people so get it again? honored that, that you listen well, to it. people get it wherever they get podcasts. Lizzie Cooperman's now. in your hands. Yes. Yeah. Find you, it. it. It's great. Relish in it. Get a reading. I love doing yeah. the readings. And the confidentiality, mm -hmm. I'll never tell. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play something real quick. Okay. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk to, uh, we got to talk to Mike and we'll talk. <gasps> take a couple of calls. Okay. And then we'll wrap out. It's going to be fun. Mike has a fun segment coming up next. In the meantime, let's listen to something by the Ngozi family. All right. Ngozi family from the Day of Judgment album. That's the title track. And if you don't know who they are, look up Ngozi family 
that you are in for a truly exciting adventure learning about uh learning about the Ngozi family and Zamrock and all of it it's some of the best music that's ever been uh some of the best music that's ever been made from Zambia uh can't recommend go, taking a Zamrock dive and learning about all that music from the 70s just the greatest um all right let's go to the phones we got wait we have uh, let me take a quick call and then we'll then we'll talk to uh to Mike and Pat and see what's up Mike uh had a fun adventure we're going to talk to him hold on real quick the best show hello hello can you hear me hi how are you to whom am i speaking uh this is oscar from chicago how's it going i'm good i'm good how are you oscar good good i'm just uh listening to the best show and uh reading the chats up in twitch it's nice right the twitch chat is nice yeah it's cool having nice, no, nice chit chat. Getting some nice chit chat's nice. It's nice having some nice chit chat. I like it. Yeah. Um, well, I can tell you what I was afraid of as a kid. It's a bit controversial. Uh, so. All right. Let's hear. Um, it. Yeah. Um, so I was raised Catholic. Um, so you know that meant I went to church every Sunday and with the occasional Sunday school here and there. You know, and I was learn the ways of the Catholic ways and all that stuff. But I never said this to anyone as a kid because I was afraid I was going to be bullied. Oh no. But I was afraid of Jesus because, you know, you go to church and you see Jesus covered in blood. Yeah. Uh, It's scary. (laughs) Look, the church is terrifying. You go there and you start looking at, you start looking at these things in the stained glass. It's like a, it's, it's the most violent thing you ever saw in your life at that point. When you're a kid, you ain't never seen nothing that violent. Yeah. And also like Jesus heart covered in thorns. Like I, I always see, like, think that there's a lot of pain in it. And I just made me feel even more scared. Like why would he have a heart covered in thorns? When I was a kid, I saw that and I was just like, oh, that's, that's horrifying. That's just horrifying. You know why? Because I was like, it reminds me of uh, Saint Anger, that terrible oh. <laughs> metallic album. Yeah. But then again, the you know, the only comfort I got on. is that most metallic albums are terrible. I was just recently listening to uh, Injustice for Jason up on YouTube. What is it? Still not good. Uh, well, the controversy about Injustice for All is that they turn turned down the bass. Yes, they turned the bass down. That way down you couldn't and, hear Jason. Yeah, and they erased his, his bass playing is very uh, uh, low. Yeah, so some fan uh, decided to turn the bass up on YouTube and call it Injustice for Jason. Well, God bless him. Um, and how did it sound? Still not good. Yeah, still sounded like Metallica. <laughs> Unless they can yeah. make a Metallica <laughs> record selling somebody better. Well, my friend, this is you're a great caller. Don't be scared of Jesus. Thank you for the call. Don't be scared of Jesus. Oh, you're I'm okay. not. I'm you're not okay. anymore. <laughs> you're okay. All right. Bye bye. Right. Mike. AP yes, Mike. Tom. Our own AP yeah, Mike. 
Uh, he's out and about. He's a r- bit of a reporter, uh, from what <laughs> yeah. I'm hearing. He's uh, on a little adventure. <laughs> you went to see the premiere. Were you at the premiere? I was at the very first showing since uh, I didn't get tickets for originally there was a night showing for that Clerks 3. Let's just say for Clerks 3. Yes, Clerks 3. For the movie Clerks 3, Kevin Smith, New Jersey's own Kevin Smith, he made Clerks 3 finally. And it was showing you <laughs> where in Red Bank? Yeah, it was at the Count Basie Theater in Red yeah. Bank. So at the Count Basie Theater, he. I'm looking at this picture. They put a breaking news. AP Mike saw Clerks 3. This is what I'm scared of now. The <laughs> the makeup they did on the, what's his face there? Dante. It doesn't look like him. I got a little story about that. Well, so so you went to Clerks 3. So, you, so they did it. They announced a screening that sold out. Yeah, the, the nighttime show. But then what did they add? A second one? They added a matinee. Oh, so you got to jump on those people. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure they must have been happy. <laughs> they were supposed to yeah. see Clerks first, and then Kevin Smith slaps a matinee in there. <laughs> jump the gun. Yeah. So, look, this is what I want to say. I don't want to ruin Clerks 3 for anybody who wants to see Clerks 3. But... I am excited that you saw Clerks 3 and I want to play some I want to play this Clerks 3 game you're talking about. Okay. Well, let, this is all I would ask Mike. Keep just keep it a l- keep it keep it vague. How was that fair? True, yeah. Like, I'll, I'll keep it vague. Yeah, like don't literally spoil the movie. No. Cuz you proposed that I try to guess what happens in Clerks 3. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, before we get into that point, and be- without giving anything away, what's your uh, what's your review of the movie? Yeah, and this is this is no uh, no spoilers. I'll, I'll try to avoid spoilers. Yeah, I think Kevin Smith has entered his nostalgia phase, so I'm calling this movie. Kevin Smith nostalgia for Kevin Smith fans uh-huh. because he's, you know, I give him credit for this. I mean, I don't know any other filmmaker who's sort of taken a fan base and just sort of worked them for their entire career. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's got this thing and, you know, God bless him. You know, he got out of that. Convenience is it, isn't store. it funny? That's what we all say yeah. when we, when we dislike the product, but we admire the hustle, we all hustle. But I we mean, but we all just end up going. Hey, God bless him. Like I say that all the time. With uh, God, uh, uh, insane clown posse. I mean, God bless them. They uh, God bless the hustle. <laughs> like I'm just like yeah, you know, uh, Slipknot. Uh, God bless them. They uh, figured their thing. It's like, do I want to hear it? No. Yeah, I don't think I'd be as generous if he wasn't from New Jersey. Uh-huh. You know, so, so it's like a Jersey hustle. He found a Jersey hustle. A Jersey hustle. And, you know, he's working it. He's still working it. The fans are still there. They're getting mm-hmm. old with him. Yeah. So it's it's becoming nostalgic. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pure nostalgia. 
And uh, if you're some schmuck coming off the street, you heard, hey, this, this is a funny movie. You go in there and try and watch this thing. It's so self-referential. Yeah. Uh, some guy just coming off the street isn't going to understand any of it. But but for the fanatics, they're loving it. They're they're every reference to the previous clerks movies. Yeah. They're they're going nuts. Yeah. And I'm sitting there stone faced as usual. <laughs> <laughs> My friend is with me. I went with a friend. Uh huh. And you know, not this, not this, tore, not that maniac you do that podcast with. Well, one of the guests, the guests we had on there from Bayonne, okay. Jimmy from Bayonne. Jimmy from Bayonne. You couldn't get uh, Lance, uh, whatever his name was. What's his name again? <laughs> Greg Wilson. Greg Wilson. <laughs> he lives in Virginia. He's, it would have been a. What a did real he now? What did he say? Did you tell him that uh, the show was Egg Foo What? Your your hit podcast, your hit food oh, podcast. He, he, he's in he's in his glory. I mean, I, I you know, his head is going to be so swollen now. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle him anymore. Yeah, you're heading towards felt down territory with. Uh, <laughs> Food, food. You have to call it uh, the food down. Yeah. When he gets uh, when his head explodes. So, so here's the thing. Here's well, you yeah. Let's 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 dip into what. No, no. So you so wanted. you go to the movie with one of your Bayonne cohorts. Yeah. Was this friend of yours also Jimmy from Bayonne? <laughs> it sounds like what it sounds like. I'm uh, I'm on Mike and the Mad Dog. Jimmy he, from he, Bayonne. He, he you're was on. the photographer. The, yeah. the uh paparazzi who oh was that's right he's a nice guy but it's like him. yeah jimmy from bayonne you're on <laughs> yeah uh hey uh dog i uh i gotta say i really think that the yankees could go all the way this year <laughs> that's what you, so you and jimmy from bayonne go to red bank yeah with your two seats do you have assigned seats or it's a movie theater style well here's the thing he, he he's he's you know Ticketmaster has this dynamic seating policy now so it's, you know, like the Springsteen thing, you know? Yeah. So he, so Kevin Smith has got that going on. He's selling tickets for 10 times a normal movie ticket price. So he's, he's doing maybe better than Springsteen with this, this thing. Well, because it's a movie, he doesn't even have to do anything. Right. Yeah. Somebody exactly. else paid for it. They made it yeah. already. Yeah. How much was a ticket? I, I, I'm too ashamed to disclose it. On the show. Well, if you said but, 10 but times I, as much, I'll, what was it, $120? I'll tell you this. They had a VIP option, which I didn't yeah. go for. Mm -hmm. So on top of your ticket price, it was $125 more to get a photo op, a lanyard, and a signed copy of the script. The Clerks 3. Mm -hmm. That's but, what know, the VIPs got. A lot of money. So the VIPs yeah. got a they got a VIPs got a signed copy of the script, and the people who didn't get the VIP thing got two signed copies of the script. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> my favorite. Yeah. That's my favorite <laughs> joke structure for anything ever. Uh -huh. Is yeah, my car got broken into. I uh, I had two tickets to go see Clerks Three in my car. My car got broken into. I came back. There were four tickets to Clerks Three in my car. <laughs> so here's the thing, Tom. I almost I almost didn't get in. I had a senior moment where you know Ticketmaster doesn't even give you the option to will call anymore. I mm -hmm. used to like will call. Yeah. You know you don't have to think about tickets. You now you're go putting to the, the box stuff off, out. You know you're in. That's gone. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I got the tickets from Ticketmaster and then they have like this thing called a transfer. 
So mm-hmm. I know, you know, I got to get these tickets on my phone. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I know I have to live this way now. Yeah. Welcome. And welcome. <laughs> but what Mike. I didn't know yeah. when I get, uh, well, like 15 minutes before I leave, I'm looking for the tickets on my phone. Yeah. I can't find the app. I, I stuck yeah. them in, you know, yeah. so I'm, I'm having a little bit of a panic. So I get the the order number. I write that down. I've got yeah. my ticket order number. This is great. I, I did have that. This so is I go to, great. go to the box office. I give them the ticket order number. They look it up. They say, oh, well, you transferred the tickets. Yeah. So we can't do anything. And I'm like, wait a second. You can see that I transferred the tickets. Yeah. But but somehow that means I can't get into the show. I mean, so it became this standoff. So now I'm like, in, you know, in the box office lobby looking for my tickets. Who comes in? Brian O'Halloran. He's having problems. He's the star of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's having and problems. Brian O'Halloran is which one? The going with the goatee? With the goatee. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to get tickets for the thing. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I got tickets. I'm supposed to have tickets for the thing. Like, you know, tell me in the movie. I'm the star of the movie. 37. 37. <laughs> yeah, that guy. 37. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any reference to anything from well there? Thanks for zooming in on that. By all means, I didn't I didn't get enough of that weird photoshopped <laughs> beard. It looks like he looks like he's a, in a Buster Keaton movie with that <laughs> amount of uh look he's like a Randy Rainbow with the amount yeah, of, he looked of a little, face a little paint. different in the uh the lobby of the uh, yeah. box office. Yeah. I mean so so go go ahead. You so you go into the lobby. You're trying to get in. Do they eventually just go, fine, just go in? No, no. I They, they literally told me that I have to call Ticketmaster. Oh, my that, God. That, that, <laughs> that's that's how helpful they were. Like, so somehow now I was going to get with... Ticketmaster on the phone and yeah. hand them the phone. Yeah. I, you know, it, it, these people were the least helpful people I've ever dealt with anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, you know what? I found the stupid tickets. I, I had it in a, a different app. I, I wasn't aware of. Mm-hmm. And we get in. I'll say this about Kevin Smith. You know, I'm not going to be all negative. He's he's become a good public speaker from doing these these events. Mm-hmm. He, he's a good public speaker. He, t- he told a, a, a good, nice little story about Bruce Springsteen. You know, he's trying to keep it Jersey based mm-hmm. uh, after the movie. You know, he did a Q&A. He told a nice story about George Carlin, some interaction he had with him. You know, he's become a good mm-hmm. public speaker. Yeah. Uh, the downside was. Why went- is it called Clerks 3 <laughs> when there are two clerks? Is there a third clerk? How is it clerks? And why do you drive on the parkway but park in a driveway? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so he tells a Bruce Springsteen story. Tells a he tells a George Carlin story. Yeah, that, Did, before the, the, the movie. Mistake, it, well, he told the Springsteen story before. Mm-hmm. Uh, then afterwards, he had a Q and A, and he told a few more stories. The Q and A was a bit of a disaster because then he's got to talk to his fans, and <laughs> some of these fans. There was one woman. I mean, God bless her. You know, she. God she bless her well. again. Again, God bless her. <laughs> apparently, apparently, we only bless people that we think are are just disasters tiresome. and and tiresome, and, yeah, tiresome annoying, annoying. We're just a, apparently <laughs> we give them the highest 
thing. God blessing them. <laughs> like, we don't say God bless uh, people like, oh, this guy was a nice guy. He did a thing. So he's just like, eh, this person was a total pain really driving me up the wall. But you know what? God bless them. I don't know what to say. Like, they handed this woman a mic and she's got sheets of paper in her hand. I'm like, oh, no. And the first thing she does is 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 sort of, you know, it's kind of like she busted his balls for rambling on too much, which was caught the audience off guard, I think. And then yeah. she starts to ramble on. Huh. She and had now, this now they're gunning statement. for. Now they're gunning for, right? Well, yeah. Was there rumbling? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yeah, not known for his rambling. Um, he's got that verbal tech, you know, where he where he adds those two words at the end of every sentence. Yeah, and I mean it. And S. And S, yeah. Yeah. That's been going on for years now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's, he, you know, he can't lose it. But anyway, I saw the opportunity. I bolt for the bathroom. Oh, I thought you were going to say you got up to ask a question. No, no. At, well, you know, I thought about it because the micro microphone was literally right next to my my aisle. Yeah. But then I turn around. I see there's like 20 people. I guess they started lining up before the movie ended. Yeah. They probably line up halfway <laughs> through like, the movie. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wait on mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I bolted, you know, with a hundred other people when this woman, woman started reading her statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, then another guy gets up and he, he tells this story, you know, another, you know, a fantastic story about how he was in a uh, airport in Philadelphia with his buddy, Dave. Mm-hmm. And uh, he saw a woman who looked like uh, Katie Morgan, uh, the adult film, film star who was in one of Zach and Mary. Oh, she was in Zach and Mary. Yeah, she's uh, yeah one of, of course, the stable everybody remembers factors. That yeah. movie. <laughs> she's in the Askew universe, the View Askew universe. So, so he goes, uh, <laughs> he goes up to this woman and he says to her, "Has anybody ever told you you look like Katie Morgan?" And she said, "Yes." And then his great great follow up question: "Are you Katie Morgan?" And she said, "Yes." So the so the woman asking all the questions was Katie Morgan. <laughs> no, that was a different one. Oh, there's a different one. So Katie Morgan. Yeah. Okay, so so it's a real. All the stars were out that night in in uh, Red Bank. <laughs> yeah. Brian O'Halloran, Katie Morgan. No, Katie what, Morgan wasn't there. No, no. Okay, was um her spirit was there. Was what's his face there? Snoochie Boochies. Uh, what's his face? Snoochie Boochies. No, he wasn't there. He wasn't. That was sort of a surprise. I thought he'd be there. Mm-hmm. Was the other guy Jason Jeff Ian. Jeff Anderson there? No, he wasn't there either. So the 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 wattage was a little low on this event. <laughs> it's Brian yeah. O'Halloran and a Katie Morgan lookalike, <laughs> and Kevin Smith and S and you. You're the third. You get third billing on that. The guy from <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. No, Ver- Veronica was there. Veronica. She, she she's in the movie as well. She was in the original Clerks. Okay. Oh, okay. She was, yeah. she was Dante's uh, girlfriend, girlfriend sure. who was being uh, cheated on. Yeah, yeah. So, so Mike, st- star rating for the movie out of five stars. What do you give Clerks three? I gave it two stars. Two. Two. Yeah. That's very generous for you suddenly yeah. Yeah, suddenly think, this guy's get... flashing stars around like uh <laughs> comes to my book comes to my book he's getting a little tight with the stars uh-huh. Kirk, clerks two he gives a two two stars to look, look, that's one two, and a half four, away from two. what you gave my book 
two is poor, you know, two is poor for me, right. you know, I, again, maybe it's the Jersey. I, I, you know, I give him yeah. uh, credit for the hustle. Sure. But he's still out there doing it. Did you, I mean, did, we, did we, you laugh we at any it. point? Did you laugh at any point? No, not at, not at all. Not at all. Zero I, laughs. Zero laughs. And then, you know, I, I'm saying, well, what's wrong with me? You know, is there something that's died inside? So I go back, I go home. I actually watched the original Clerks. Yeah. Which I haven't watched since 1995 mm-hmm. <laughs> when sure. it came out on video. Yeah. And again, it's just, I'm watching this. And it's like, this is behavior of, of no human who has ever lived. You know, the movie starts off with him sleeping in a closet and the bed's right there. I don't, mm-hmm. you know. It's never is, happened. Was that yeah. supposed to be funny? Yeah. You just sort of go through the movie and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, is this funny? But it is to some people. That's the amazing yeah. thing. The so, audience was ripping and roaring. So they were having the time of their lives. Yeah. And you're just sitting there in the theater, stone-faced, <laughs> while there's people on the either side of you slapping their knees and yeah, pretty much. I was screaming I was, I was in the, and, uh, the, the fifth row. I was with the diehards. Did Kevin see you? No. Hey, it's AP Mike and S. What's up, AP Mike? There's <laughs> a guy who had me calling an effing radio show and S. And uh, yeah, not cool, bro. Not cool, bro. You can eat my jorts. <laughs> was he wearing jorts? He had the jorts on. Uh, you know, they were a slimmer cut. Did they sell no, jorts in the lobby? They, they weren't as billowy as usual. No, no. Did he have the hockey jersey on? No, he had a uh, what was part the first the top half of a three piece suit. So he was dressed in that including kinda, a vest. So he had the he was dressed formally uh, up top, and jorts down on the on the lower jorts half. In, uh, what are the, the yeah. sneakers? Uh, he's yeah. Uh, always so. Got on. He had jorts on and a, he was dressed formal wear up top as if he, as if he was like a news anchor, he would look, he'd be like, well, he's dressed up. You don't realize he yeah. has jorts on. Um, do they, they don't sell jorts there. Do they like in the lobby? <laughs> no, uh, there wasn't a merch table, but that would have been uh, uh-huh. fantastic though. Yeah. Jorts. I mean, the store is like a couple blocks away. So I yeah. guess it would have been extreme to set up a merch table. I wonder if they sold jorts at his store. <laughs> um, so let me see if I can guess a few things and just give me, keep it vague, but let me see if I can guess. Okay. Here's a couple details. Are there surprise cameos in the movie where they clearly only got the person for three hours? <laughs> Check. <laughs> Check. More than one? Oh, yes. Many. Are two even, of those even pe- here? Here's here's a cliffhanger for yeah. you. Even someone who's been on the best show. Even someone who's been on the best show. Yeah. Well, you really stumped me now on that one. <laughs> yeah. Who? Don't say. Don't say. His name begins with an S. All right, I'll figure that out. He's he's part of a comedy troupe. Part of a comedy troupe <laughs> from Staten Island. Oh my God! 
Oh he got them all. He got them all. Okay, they got them. Okay, yeah. of course they did because of what's his face with the other thing. Yeah. The one guy. Uh, <laughs> so uh, is, is Steve Dave in the movie? Yes. Okay. <laughs> one of your favorites? One of my favorites. There's no way the comic book men are not in this movie. They're in the movie. Yes. Of course they are. That one bearded, the Alan, Alan, uh, it looks like Alan White or whatever his name is. What's the guy? Alan. Who's the comic book writer? Alan Moore. Oh, yeah. Alan one Moore, guy yeah. looks like Alan Moore. Jersey Alan Moore. <laughs> Jam. Um, does a character, does anyone, I'm going to say this. Is there death in the movie? Yes. Mm. This movie, this is a, a direction. I guess there, you, you saw inklings of this in the reboot, which was the sequel to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, which I completely forgot I hadn't seen before. So now <laughs> that's, so, how, that's how memorable that movie was. So the, l- let me just get this straight, Mike. Now these Kevin Smith movies are just about these characters making movies about each other. Yeah. And it's, getting old. It seems because Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was about them making a movie. Yeah. The reboot was about a movie. <laughs> yeah. And now this one <laughs> is about making a movie. Yes. <laughs> it is so far up. It's, I mean, you know. So he only makes movies about characters making movies about movies. And, I, you know, I thought about this after after the movie. I'm like, you know, if he had any imagination, after Clerks, he could have just done Clerks in different uh, businesses. Yeah. It, it could have been funny. A pizza joint, a liquor store, you know, give us a little glimpse of what life is like in these different businesses. Huh. That could have been interesting and funny. Put him at an enterprise rental. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? You know? And you get all you but get he's all your beat you, this thing into the ground. You do oh, it at you know. an Mike. How about this? You and I make a movie about an enterprise, clerks, enterprise rental. Then you get all your dirty stuff. And it's Zach and Mary is about making a movie. Yeah, every yeah. movie's about making a movie. Yeah, what's he? True foe. <laughs> he's he, he well. He's true foe. F A U X. I've never seen the Walrus movie, but guess what? There's going to be a sequel. To the Walrus More rats. More rats, too, is on the way. Get ready. He said that? Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait to see how little Ben Affleck is in it. <laughs> At some point, Ben Affleck is just going to go, we're even now. We're even. He's just going to go, the Chasing Amy. Yeah, you gave me a shot to be the lead in the movie. I've done 14 cameos right now. We're even. <laughs> I'm sitting this one out. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, uh, terrified of this. Yeah. I mean, people were getting up, you know, there, there are more than one tear jerking moments and people were crying. People online and on Twitter are saying they were, they were emotional. Mm -hmm. Uh, people were crying, you know, these characters mean a lot to some people. Yeah. And it's, you know, so they're, they're going through the whole trip with him. Yeah. 
And I'm there completely perplexed. <laughs> Still, all these years later, I, I can't, I don't get it. I'm trying. Well, I'm going to say this, Mike. This is your Grateful Dead. <laughs> Kevin Smith so. is your Grateful Dead. You know what? You, I, I, I you think try, that's a fair comparison. And you try yeah. and you try and they yeah. do. He does nothing but caters to the audience. Mm-hmm. He gives them exactly what they want the way the Grateful Dead did for their fans. Oh, yeah. Gave them yeah. exactly what they wanted. Uh-huh. Please the please the fan base up, down, every which way. And when you can't get into it, you can't get in. There's yeah, no, yeah. there is no in. Actually, you are in. You like it on some level. Just like I like the Grateful Dead on some weird level. I like the yeah. fact that they exist. I don't like the product. I like that they exist. And that's, this is your Grateful Dead right now. Kevin Smith is your Jerry Garcia. And that means that Snoochie Boochies is your Bob Weir. That means Brian O'Halloran is the fill zone. Uh-huh. Uh, it means Jeff, uh, the other one, Jeff Anderson. That means he's uh, he's uh, he's uh, Brett Midland, right? Uh, now he, he's one of the originals. So well, yeah, so gotta, he would be. He's got to be Bob Weir. Or well, who else would he be then? He'd be uh, Kreutzmann. <laughs> okay, he's Kreutzmann. Kreutzmann. Yeah, and. Uh, Rosario Dawson is and is uh, and the other guy are the, that's the new Keith and Donna Gottschalk. <laughs> Rosario Dawson apparently died in the last movie, and I I wasn't I didn't even remember that. So she she's a ghost in a new movie. Oh great! Yeah yeah. Well, that sounds uh, you just sold one <laughs> ticket to the movie. One for Clerks Three, please. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not wearing an ankle bracelet. <laughs> Uh-huh. Mike, yeah. How much did it cost to get into this thing? No, I'll text it to you. Oh, you know, I'm just going to read it on the air. Don't text it to me. <laughs> I'm just going to read it right on the second you text it to me. I'm reading it on the no, air. No, it's uh, you know, hundred twenty dollars. Uh, higher or lower? It was slightly higher. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's shameful. It's, it's shameful, is it? It's shameful. It's shameful. I agree. I'm glad you get. I gave you a good laugh. I'm crying inside. But I'm glad, I'm glad. You paid hundred fifty dollars to see clerks. Um, people, people pay more than that. That's people. he got you. No, he, he got did. you on the he biggest did. one on the way out. That, on the, big, on the way shame. out, he got more out of you than they ever got. That's why I said I, I went back for a shellacking. I got he's, shellacked. Yeah. He's like, what if I squeeze 150 bucks out of this guy on the way out the door? And my friend's with me, and, you know, we're sort of lingering afterwards. <laughs> and he wants to, like, ante up for the... the, the uh, VIP treatment, yeah. you know. I'm like, no way, you know. It's like <laughs> done. What are you gonna? You know, I'm not pulling it up. I didn't know. I didn't know it was 125 dollars more. VIP. I knew, I knew it was more, more money. Yeah. No, I, I didn't. This guy I didn't got do you that. on the way out. He got yeah, you. Yeah. You all yeah, you no, did. He got me. When you no, saw Clerks he, One, you rented it. Four dollars uh-huh. you paid for that. Clerks yeah. Two, you bought a ticket to see in the theater. Eleven dollars. Yeah. Clerks well, Three, a hundred fifty dollars. They're giving Springsteen a business, and, yeah. and here's uh, Kevin Smith. 
he's working the same angle. Mike, God yeah. bless you. Yeah. God bless you. He got you. No, he, he did. He got you, but good. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take two well, more calls, and I got to get out of here. <laughs> Mike, what an amazing story. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Final two calls, and we'll wrap it up. We'll do the thing next week, Jason. Because I want to give it all the time it deserves. Best show. Hi, this is Josh and Kalamazoo this time. Hey, Josh. Thanks for being uh, for hanging in there. I appreciate it. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm doing well. Really enjoying the show. Thank you. Like my tarot reading? I got a tarot reading now. I'm going to be rich. I saw that. I thought the uh, tarot cam was quite good. Yeah. This is the new best show. Tarot cams. We got it all. I say, I, like I, I said that thing about the best show going uh, go with the forever dog. We ain't going to be paying for Mike to go to see a $150 ticket to go see. Uh... <laughs> no, ain't happening. So go ahead. What, what you got something oh, for the topic, calling... my friend? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's an audio one that used to really freak me out when I was a kid. What was um, that? The emergency broadcast system tone, when it would come over uh, the air, it would terrify me, and I would run away from my windows because I would just imagine a weird man is hiding beneath my window, which makes no sense. So when the emergency broadcasting, which is usually to say that there's uh, like some weather situation, you and you in your mind twisted that to think this means a maniac is on the loose. A maniac is on the loose and at specifically my house as though it was him yeah. broadcasting it, which again, well, Josh, that is, no that is, that is strangely poetic, honestly, that you thought that that thing was a personalized message. Like they wouldn't just go, Josh, yeah, that might... there's a maniac in the house. They would still keep it like vague for everybody. Like, So yeah, that was a uh, that was that was my call for the topic that I wanted to share. As there weren't weren't too many audio ones, but uh, yeah, I appreciate uh, taking the call and love the show, and it's super excited about the uh, Forever Dog uh, era of the show as well. Thanks, Josh. I really do appreciate. It. I'm very excited. Also, thanks for hanging on. We'll talk to Absolutely. you. You call anytime you want, buddy. Thank you. Y'all have a good night. Thanks, Matt. Final call. Final call. Here we go. Hello, best show. Hi, this is Santi in Philly. Hey, Santi. Santi. It's Santi, right? Yeah, Santi. Santi, how are you tonight? You're a good caller. I want to know how you are. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I've got two things for you. One yeah. is a little bit of poking the bear news, and then one for the topic. Well, let's hear it. What do you got? So... I'm curious, I'm, have you heard about the people who are arrested for uh, stealing eagles there? For stealing what? Eagles lyrics. Oh, like yes, lyrics I've heard about that. Hotel California. Yeah, I heard about that. I'm I have curious. not. Go ahead. Yeah, what's, uh, what's your opinion on this, on this crime? Um, I just feel like the, um, I, I don't know. I didn't know that they even wrote those lyrics down, honestly. <laughs> that implies that they put thought into them. 
That's the most surprising part for yeah. me. Amazing. The um in the article they were they called Hotel California the concept was like a, a Mexican reggae song. Mm-hmm. And uh, talk about like a project is being doomed from the start right there. Yes. Bad news. Bad news. Okay. Bad news, well, Jack. that's for that. And then for the topic, um, I have been afraid when like out in the country and I look out a window, I'm very afraid that uh, a face will suddenly just be pressed up against the glass. A face is going to be pressed up against glass and that would just like a spooky face or just any face? Just a a human. A human will be like right in my window looking at me. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Don't. And and I actually just moved to like a a rural town. So now I'm surrounded by windows like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm working through it. Well, you're okay. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Santi, I'm sorry I didn't have more time for you tonight. It's, you know, we a busy show. And uh, I appreciate you hanging on and I appreciate the call. Worth it. Be well, Tom. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk soon. All right. We're going to wrap up the show. Next week, we will do the the, uh, Imagine Dragons quiz. Maybe we can even build it out for more bands or something and do like a full thing on that. Um, Great show tonight. Thanks, everybody who listened and stuck around. And we are coming back next week. And I appreciate everybody supporting the show. And and, and uh, we're going to do right with this uh, Forever Dog thing. It's going to be amazing. And again, it's what we do. Uh, I believe we're going to have Sarah Marshall on the show next week. So get ready for that. Um, yeah, good stuff coming up, everybody. A lot of things in the pipeline, excited about the forever dog thing and everything we can do with it. And, you know, we're not going to let you down. That's all I can say. And on the way out, I just want to say, uh, this past week, uh, you know, uh, I'll just play a song for, uh, for Harry Worcester. Uh, we're going to play horse with no name by America. And rest in peace and um, just nothing but love and peace from everybody who listens to this show and loves John and, and his family. We, we all, you know, just condolences from everybody. And this <clears throat> this is for Harry Worcester and we'll be back next week.